0: Preston and Steve's News updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday. It is August 7th.
1: Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning. In the news this morning, a Bucks County woman will serve up to 50 years in state prison for the death of her 2-year-old son. Officials say 43-year-old Jennifer Clary pleaded no, uh, no contest Tuesday to third-degree murder and endangering the welfare of a child. According to court documents, Clary allegedly pri- uh, poisoned her son, uh, Mazakeen Curtis, by putting Vicodin inside the boy's sippy cup, causing him to overdose. Uh, the boy was, sippy cup was sent to a lab where tests revealed the presence of Vicodin on the sippy cup and in the contents of the sippy cup. He was found dead in his Tullytown home on August 25th, 2018. You were there to protect this child, and instead you were so reckless, so thoughtless, so selfish and to take this child's life before he had a chance to experience all life has to offer, says Senior Judge Clyde W. Wait. This cannot be accepted in a civilized society. Clary is sentenced to 50 years in a state
3: prison. Does she indicate why that... She did that? Like, I just, uh, am I. Was yeah, this I was, a story was, where the boyfriend was involved?
2: And she I was, thought, you know what? I thought the boyfriend was, was involved too. She was but, trying to no. get
1: Curry favor with the boyfriend.
2: Uh, uh, I I'm, don't I'm know. thinking
4: of a different story. I, I'm I think not we are. Sure. I
1: know the one you're talking about in case I was curious about the same thing. Was she just trying to drug the kid or was she trying to kill the child? Right. You was know, she, I was curious if she mm-hmm. had made any like uh, just to, defense in that, right. you know, that, that it was, you know, trying to keep the baby. I mean, as insane as that sounds, there are some people that may. Try to medicate their children so they're not crying and, and right. fussing yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't sure of the case. But Two years old. So terrible. sad. Mm-hmm.
2: Eastern equine encephalitis, a rare mosquito-transmitted illness that is considered to be worse than West Nile virus, has been found in Delaware, state officials say. The illness, referred to as triple E, was found in sentinel chickens that uh, state monitors for mosquito-transmitted illnesses. Delaware has 20 of these chicken coops located throughout the state, four chickens from three locations, Tested a positive for Triple E. Health officials said the affected stations are located in Newcastle County, East Central uh, Kent County, and southeastern Sussex County. Triple E is potentially fatal viral vi- a disease that can affect both people and horses. Symptoms often appear four to ten days after being bitten by an infected mosquito. Severe cases can involve uh, inflammation of the brain, encephalitis, beginning with the sudden onset of a headache, high fever, chills, and vomiting. The illness may cause uh, disorientation, seizure. And coma. There's no specific treatment for triple Instead, a case is uh, is care is based on um, on the symptoms. The state is going to spray or fog mosquito-producing habitats as needed to try to uh, solve this issue. Sounds
4: like a failed wrestler.
2: Triple E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A new report is drawing some big concerns about the fiber bowls used at Chipotle and Sweet Green. The New Food Economy says the bowls served at Chipotle and Sweet Green are exposed to chemicals that are linked to cancer. The New Food Economy, of course, I
4: know. of course. The New
2: Food Economy says the tested fiber bowls from 14 locations of eight different New York City restaurants, including Chipotle and Sweet Green. The study says all of the samples tested uh, contained PFAS, also called forever chemicals. The chemical compound helps the bowl hold hot, wet and greasy food, but the Environmental Protection Agency says those compounds do not break down in the human body and they can accumulate over time.
1: Okay, so when you said fiber bowls, I initially thought of, like, edible bowls. No, like like, like those, bread bowls and yeah, stuff right. like that. Yeah that, yeah, yeah, that is, you know, fiber. No. It's like, like a, a like great a cereal. cardboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: okay, yeah. No, and it kind of has,
2: has like, a like a lining on the oh, inside, right? Oh, yeah, it right? gets worse, like,
1: though, Kathy.
4: Simply speaking Spanish can give you cancer now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, no. It's just, it never that. stops. No, yeah, these, okay. are the one, these are their go-to bowls. Yeah. yeah.
2: So this also means the bowls are not truly uh, compostable, and the report says as the bowls break down, the chemicals seek into the soil, leaking to toxics. Uh, toxic compost.
1: Speaking of bread bowls, though, they're awesome. Yeah, we, we yeah bread bowls. So- oh, yeah. Yeah. Bread bowls yeah, <laughs> yeah, bread bowls are great. I was thinking like a uh, uh, almost like um, like shredded wheat or something like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be stupid to have your burrito <laughs> because, because it was, was, it's it was, porous. Yeah. wheat. <laughs> but when I heard fiber bowl, I'm like, oh, it's good for cleans your system out. It's got fiber in it. I would know? like that uh, Mexican salad in a Froot Loops bowl.
4: For- <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> cereal bowls. is cereal? made I love cereal. cereal. Shh,
1: come on. Don't say anymore.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah. All right,
1: you know, I'm so so hard it would leak. You know,
2: uh, Panera has a great bread bowl, but I was at Panera the other day. This is the first time this ever happened to me. You can order on their, you know, their computer screens yeah. now, and there was no bread left. Like you, when there's you get... no
4: bread left at Panera. But I got well, a listen, company that started. No, listen, a... I got yeah. soup, and okay. you can
2: get like a side of bread with it. But it, it was later in the day. It was you know past dinner time, and I was just cr- grabbing soup quickly. And I guess because they make it fresh, it. It was gone. It was, yeah. There was none left.
1: The name no. of the company is Panera
2: Bread. I know. Bread <laughs>
1: is in the name.
2: I know the girl kind of. By laughed. the way,
1: with those bread bowls, with those uh, yes. you know, uh, sourdough bread bowls, I, I I eat the bowl. I never eat all of the bowl though. No, no, and, it's, uh, it's too much very, bread, and the very bottom gets very very tough. It's supposed to be that way. The 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 crust of, of uh, sourdough is very very durable. Yeah, I always consider it a race against time though. Yeah, How long yeah. before... <laughs>
4: Yeah. How long before the soup will permeate the outer shell mm-hmm.
2: and does it? will it seep through the seep through it'll, the it'll, it'll take a long know.
3: while it like takes pressure points
4: out yeah. to make sure the bread is pretty resilient. yeah,
2: yeah. all right, let's do sports this morning.. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the Diamondbacks last night in Arizona. Andrew Chaffin struck out Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper with the bases loaded in the sixth inning, and the Diamondbacks rallied for an 8 4 win. The Diamondbacks won despite committing three errors two by first baseman Christian Walker. The Phillies had 15 hits in the the game. but left 10 men on base. The series wraps up tonight, and Jason Vargas will get the start for the fills while Zach uh, Gallen pitches for Arizona game time is at 9. 10 men
4: on base, and there's only three bases, so they had to be,
3: like, doubling up. <laughs> yeah, wait, that doesn't seem <laughs>
4: fair. a
2: lot of <laughs> men out there. Sixers guard Ben Simmons has explained a social media post that seemed to imply he had been racially profiled by security staff at a Melbourne casino by saying he and his friends felt singled out. Simmons posted a video on Instagram in which he asked why he and two black friends were asked for identity notification, but another person in the group who was white was not. He deleted the post when it started making news and after the casino issued a statement saying its security staff routinely did ID checks on anyone who appears younger than 25. After appearing at a charity event, he posted on Twitter to explain his earlier video saying, as you know, an incident happened last night at Crown and my friends and I personally felt singled out. No one likes to feel that like this. I am very passionate about equality and I will always speak up even if it means having an uncomfortable conversation. And that's what I have for you this morning
1: all right thank you very much cat the middle of the week is where we've landed and uh, we like to do something on wednesdays and that's a chance for you to win via our secret text word so that is all set up and today we have four packs of tickets to see greece with orc the orchestra at the man on august 15th that should be pretty cool yeah. that yeah. is cool Experience the unforgettable rock and roll film that defined generations live with orchestra for the first time Uh, So text the word secret to 39333. We have it set up. I'm ready to go. We will send a word back to you later on, ask you to call in with that word. And the designated caller wins those tickets and we'll grab a random texter on top of it. And uh, so a couple different ways for you to win this morning. Go ahead and do that. Uh, We will go live on Fox Good Day today. It is a Wednesday. So that's what we do. And we will also have in our studio uh, Indianapolis 500 winner Will Power stopping in today. What a hell of a name. Yeah, Will Power. Power. I didn't even think of that. He went in 2018 and I strength think, boner. I love it when we have these uh these drivers in. They're yeah. great. They yeah. are. They're yeah. they're
4: very conversive. They know, you know, they have all
1: sorts of interesting insight into the sport and it's a super huge sport yeah so uh he will be stopping in around nine o'clock this morning so we'll spend some time talking to him and he's uh, competing in the abc supply 500 which is coming up on the 18th at pocono raceway and tickets are available at pocono raceway.com by the way so uh that's what we have on today's program and more uh we have other things to give away and a reminder that our belly flop championship is coming up the rescheduled date is a week from tomorrow on the 15th, and we will head, be headed back to Valley Forge Casino Resort and the Valley Beach Poolside Club. You are welcome to be there. It is free of charge. The doors open at 5. You have to be at least 21. Come in and see the spectacle. Yes! And let's find out who's going to win this uh, thing that we had to put off because of uh, nasty weather that came on our original date. So we're excited for that. Mark your calendar. On the fifteenth, one week from tomorrow, we don't want to uh, we don't want you to miss that. Let's take a break, come back in a second, and I'll roll out the entertainment stories, a stupid question, give some stuff away, we'll have a good time.
5: Don't move. Love MMR, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy.
4: Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at Stevensinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's ihatestemensinger.com.
5: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Before these stupid questions, you're going to give away a pair of Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair tickets. A uh, stupid question, courtesy of one Mister Steve Morrison this morning, and a very interesting question indeed. Clark W Griswold, what does the W stand for? <laughs> what is his middle name? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Clark W Griswold, what does the W stand for? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Today is Wednesday, August 7th. Birthday's Day. Bunch of good ones. Uh, Charlize Theron uh-huh. celebrates her 44th birthday today. Sh- I- is she in the new uh, the Fast and Furious that they're filming now?
4: Oh, I don't know. She was in the last one. Maybe. you know, That's the one that had the submarine chase yeah. with the cars. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was really it was based on a true story. Uh-huh. I like Charlize Theron. <laughs> I
3: actually love her. She has, like, snuck her way into, like... The Pantheon, yeah, like probably top three for me, and I would have wow. to think about top three. Selma Hayek was in there.
4: Are you talking on a purely physical level or acting capability? Oh no, 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 physical. Okay, physical. Hotness. I, I,
3: I, I just watched that last one with her and Seth Rogen. Oh uh, yes, that's
4: right. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's
3: a it's a rom com. Yeah. yeah, long shot, and I really enjoyed that movie. But mm. uh, if you want to
4: see her looking really hot, here is Eileen Warnos in uh, Monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. No, she played that. She, in fact, she won an Oscar for that, didn't she? Playing the serial killer? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah,
3: yeah. Did she
1: win it? Yeah, I guess Yeah, so. I believe she did
3: for Best sure. Actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, we have a, a, a scream of hers
1: when she won. Right. She was like, meh mm-hmm. She was all excited. Uh, I was watching. <laughs> there it is. I was watching not too long ago uh, Cider House Rules, and she's great in that. Uh, she's 44 today, Charlize Theron. Uh, David Duchovny is 59 years old today. There's rumors,
4: believe it or not, that they might be doing another X-Files movie after doing the X-Files series reboot.
1: Okay. So, I don't know. I was uh, a huge
4: fan of the series, loved it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, really, really popular that those first couple seasons. I I didn't get caught up in it, but I was fascinated by the fascination of well, it. Well, you know, it was interesting cuz so they're all the years present
4: and in sort of a like lost, they promised the truth is out there. Turns
1: out it's not out there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> once you learn the truth, then what's the point of the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's fifty nine today. Uh, Tobin Bell, actor from uh, the Saw films, it says Saw and many other films. Is he? Does he? Is he the, the main guy? Is he? Yeah. Is jigsaw? he Saw? Is yeah. Jigsaw. Yeah, he's yep. Jigsaw. Okay, and his um, brother's
4: Miter Saw. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he kind of uh, leans both ways, Preston. And then there's Ripsaw, Bandsaw, and the whole <laughs> Saw family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's uh, 77 years old today. What else has he been in? Oh yeah, you know what? He was in the firm. He was one of the hitmen. He was the blonde hitman. Yes, yeah. Uh, Always plays a menacing guy. Mm-hmm, yeah, he, exactly. So he's uh, he's done a few things. For he doesn't him. do rom coms, not that I know of, not unless the second or third saw was a rom com. Uh, it may have been. Uh, you know what? I didn't. I can't honestly. <laughs> I didn't see that. I
4: Saw you standing there.
1: Was uh, Mississippi Burning a rom com? No. <laughs> Yeah. He, he was in it's that. Sort, well, her. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Who else do I have here? Samantha Ronson. Yeah. DJ. And... there uh, was a
4: steal there.
1: ...was in a relationship with uh, Lindsay Lohan for a while.
4: That little thing going on, a little flirtation.
1: Yeah. That was... As uh, Lindsay started to I, break I, out in her wild child phase.
4: I was a wild child, president. Yeah. I always shared cigarettes and everything. I yeah. was
2: Samantha Ronson for Halloween once. Uh, it was a
4: good costume. It was. <laughs> it was fun. Who, who was uh, Chris Lindsay? did. Kristen?
2: Yeah, remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. in turn with red hair. Yep, yeah. absolutely. I
4: thought I was annoyed by Samantha Ronson and then I read a uh an interview with her and she seems pretty cool actually. Oh, yeah,
3: I kind of like her too. Yeah, yeah. she's a, actually musically talented. Her brother's yeah. Mark Ronson by the way. Uh, you know, Who played Jigsaw. No, uptown funk and oh, all that really? stuff. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Wow, okay. okay.
1: So she is 42 years old today. Uh, actor Michael Shannon, great actor. Uh, played Zod in Man of Steel. Um, if you go back to uh, 8 Mile, remember he was the uh, the jerk boyfriend. Yeah,
4: and in uh, The Iceman, Preston. Yeah. I know you and I are both fans <laughs> of that movie. That movie has Chris Evans in it, too, in a really atypical role.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, Chris Evans, believe it or not. Captain America plays a hitman in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Michael Shannon is 45 today. Uh, Harold Pirineau. I saw him. I was just uh, flipping through channels. I saw him in something. I'm like, wow, man, he was great. And Lost, he was so, so great. And uh, he was on Oz as well. And I haven't really seen him in anything. Was it Claude that you were watching? I don't know. I it's... was just literally just surfing and I saw him, and I'm like, oh man, I haven't seen him. In Claude ages. is this this na- uh, show about
6: nails? It's a drama. It's on uh, oh, TNT.
3: Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, because it's... it's like a, a front for yeah. you know some other nefarious things. Yeah. and it, it, stuff. It's, yeah.
6: Steve, you'd like it. It's Nisi Nash is the star. It's... Oh, I do. She, it's they, a they, dark comedy. I, I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yes. hold on. Nails. What do you mean? Salon nails. S- salon nails. So uh, they yeah. run manicure, this,
4: pedicure. They yeah. run a shop,
6: and and they do they they do nails for women, and uh they but it's also a front for a, a you know drug trade. They launder
3: stuff. money through the, yeah. the nail.
6: But Harold Piranha plays her brother, and he's got some mental issues, but he's really good in, okay. on the show. The whole show is is funny and dark and messed up, and the guy uh, Casey from Breaking Bad is uh, is sort of the bad guy in The um, uh, the cop uh, who's hunting uh, the cop whose wife is yeah. related to uh, Walter, his brother-in-law.
3: Yes, yeah, Harold something or other. Well, uh, by the way, there's and a movie. Kumar. <laughs> no, but uh, there's a movie called The Edge. Came out a long time ago. I and Harold Piranha's in that one. That's with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I, I love. Didn't that he movie.
4: replace the guy who played uh, Tank in the first Matrix? He was in the second Matrix movie playing that role. Oh, look, we're examining his
1: entire career. He's 56. Wayne Knight, who was on Seinfeld, Newman, uh, and Jurassic Park, and uh, JFK, Third Rock from the Sun. He's 64 today. Remember, he kept a very untidy desk in Jurassic Park, Preston. He did? Yeah. I don't remember the Oh, there's open
4: cans of soda and candy wrappers and everything. It was just a mess.
1: (laughs) You would pick up on that. I did remember that, yeah. Uh, He's 64. Bruce Dickinson recently in town singing with Iron Maiden. Wow, is sixty one. I talked to Pierre because Pierre had never seen Maiden before. He went to the show. What was his takeaway? He was like, "It was good."
5: He said, <laughs>
1: "Yeah." He said it was a little spinal tappy for his taste because they they do all the theatrics and and all that. But I said, I said, but how was Bruce's voice? He's like, oh, he he hit every note and he he knocked it out of the park. In so the regard. I was seeing pictures of
4: the presentation, and you're right, Preston. It, it has almost a Broadway sort of heavy metal feel to it.
1: Yeah, big characters yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and inflatables and yeah. sword fights, and you know they put on the show. And but but Pierre was like, look, you're you know, so Bruce is 61 today, and they're kind of not looking the part anymore, oh, really. Yeah, so like mobility
4: scooters and uh, uh, I don't know and blue
1: emu. But he, he found it kind of uh, funny in that regard, but you know he did say Bruce knocked it out of the park. Bruce is a great singer; he's sixty-one today, and a, a pilot as well. He flies all when the, from country to country. Did not know that he's the dude that's the pilot of the the big planes and stuff. And Who's yeah. the
4: big? Uh, I know Gilmore, David Gilmore is a big pilot. Is in, he? In, in rock, there are a number of uh, um, of uh, enthusiasts and yeah. like can can fly everything. Does Bruce fly Ed Force One? The, uh, the plane for Iron
1: Maiden. You know what? I believe he does.
6: <laughs> does he really? Yeah. What, so. It's literally, Steve, it's called Ed Force One, and it's got Eddie <laughs> on the tail, and it, it's got Iron Maiden written all over it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can look that up. Uh, <laughs> then we have uh, Britt Marling. Uh, she is act- an actress and director, and I bring her up because it says she was in the O.A. She's also in our studio.
4: She was. was Twice? Earth? The- uh, Another Earth, or what was the name of that movie? Yeah, yeah Another that- Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, they
1: just canceled the O.A. I saw. Uh, was, oh, but, did they? Yeah. Yeah, Casey didn't care for it. He watched the whole first season and then the end kind of pissed him off. But I but I just saw I didn't read the story, but I saw, you know, OA final season or something like that or canceled or whatever, but anyhow. She's 36 and then we have uh Don Larson. Former pitcher who threw a perfect game for the New York Yankees in the 1956 World Series, legend. Wow. Uh, he is 90 years old today. I assume the only person to ever do that in the World Series.
6: Yeah, the only other person to throw a no-hitter in the postseason is uh, Roy Halladay for the Phillies in no
1: 2010. Wow. Yeah. All right, but he threw the perfect game, so he's 90 today. And then the last birthday on the list, a friend of ours, it's Matt Cord's birthday. Yeah. Matt Cord. Coworker, former uh, employee here of MMR for many years, but we at our sister station, uh, Ben FM. My first full-time gig in radio
4: was uh, Matt Cord had just gotten hired. It was at WDRE in New York. Yep. And uh, he was the midday guy, and uh, we've been friends ever since.
2: He was my first radio friend. Yeah. Like when I, yeah, when I came to work with you guys, like he was um, somebody that I just became friends with. I was kind of, you know, it was awkward. I didn't know anybody, and he kind of made me feel comfortable at the station. You know,
1: I think I met him within the first week that I moved to Philadelphia as well. Him and Elise Brown, who worked here at MMR. He is we, Mr.
0: Philly. We yeah. saw
1: them at uh, our, our boss, Jim McGuinn, took me out, and I, I ran into them. I think it was at Egypt Nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're a favorite club. So yeah. so, yeah, why are we playing She Soul Sanctuary? You know
3: what? I, for some reason, this type of music, when I think of Matt Court, I think of this <laughs> type of music. Right. I was gonna play lips oh. like sugar. Oh, no, and- he he knows. Yeah. Listen,
4: so from from the, those formats
3: that we both started in early, that's right. This is
4: the kind of stuff you. would Well, here's a like. part of Planet M. Planet, Planet M. M here, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. MMR, yeah.
3: I remember it. when we, because that was at Y100 before Matt got there, and when when they brought him over, because press, he took your slot because they moved you into yep. the mornings. Mm-hmm. It was like. They had, uh, like, signed Tom
1: Brady. You know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> well, you know, they did.
3: It was, like, it was yeah. like, a really, really big deal. Yeah, I remember we got, Jim. We got Matt Kord. Matt's very, as they get. Very yeah.
1: proud of that thing. You know, we had this all-star lineup, and Matt was a big part of it, so that was cool. And uh, Matt's taking the day off for his birthday. So, as well he should. Nice. Uh, call him right now. Wake him up. Say happy birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happy birthday. Hey, right. how is this? Hmm. Uh, happy birthday, Matt. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Clark W. Griswold was the W stand for. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I'm going to go to Jazette. Is that your name, Jazette? Jazette, yeah. Uh, Jazette. All right, uh, do me a favor. Tell me what Clark W. Griswold, what his middle name is. Um, is it Wilhelm? Wilhelm, Yeah. 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 You're correct. Hang on a second. We're going to set you up with some tickets to the PA Ren Fair, and you can celebrate Her Majesty's Coronation Day, Saturdays and Sundays at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, right off Turnpike, exit 266. Discount tickets at parenfaire.com. Where did you stumble across that question, so, Steve?
4: They were showing uh the vacation movies, at least the first two, and on European vacation, he uh, has his uh, passport out, and it says Clark Wilhelm Griswold.
1: Wow. Okay. Nice. Good catch. All right, I have some uh, entertainment stories I'm going to roll through here. Let's begin with this. Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Falchuk are taking the plunge a year after getting married. They are finally moving in together. Yeah. Yep. She and uh she told InStyle that she and her producer hubby are finally moving in together. I They've thought been the, married for a year and they're the big
4: thing and you are our
1: entertainment reporter and you yep. get all the information as it comes
4: out and and they had sort of decided we were hearing them pontificate about how it was really a great way to maintain the marriage to both have separate residences. Yeah. And yeah. that's changed then.
1: Yeah. So I think they, they probably were, can't afford it. Preston, they were kind of waiting it out. So yeah. she said, uh, we took a year to let everybody in the family take it in and let the dust settle. And now we're moving in together this month, uh, referencing, uh, her two kids as well. Apple and Moses and his two children, uh, Isabella and Brody, uh, marriage as far she reports has been fun and says, "I adore my husband. He's brilliant and deeply kind. I feel like he's a real equal too, and uh, he pushes me in the best ways. And I really like being married. It's fun." He's Mister Coop. Uh, Miss. Uh, she covers in style for its 25th anniversary, and inside, she also reminisces about her many cover shoots with the mag. She said, "In 2003, I shot my third in style cover in Spain with my exchange family from when I studied abroad as a team." And I still go there all the time. I'm very close to the family. In fact, my Spanish father, Jesus, walked me down the aisle at my wedding last September. The switch flicked
4: for me on Gwyneth Paltrow with the movie Shallow Hal. Okay. You know?
1: Yeah. And I said, oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this uh, 25th issue, uh, 25th anniversary issue has a lot of celebs uh, in it, including former Style cover stars Jennifer Aniston, Kerry Washington, Demi Moore, Kate Hudson, Michelle Pfeiffer, Reese Witherspoon, Cameron Diaz, Halle Berry, Drew Barrymore, Meg Ryan, Gwyneth Paltrow, Selma Hayek, Jennifer Garner, and Julianne Moore. Well, that's a lot. All sat down with a bag to discuss life, work, love, and many, uh, for many, motherhood. Uh, Barrymore and Alba and Garner had some particularly poignant thoughts about the way motherhood changed them and how the public's perception of them as actors changed once they became mothers. So Drew Barrymore said that her children, Frankie and Olive, changed her entire perspective and how her style of parenting evolved over time. She said, when I had my first daughter, Olive, I was terrified all the time. I wanted everything to be perfect. It's the most high wire, high stakes, scariest, beautiful, most important thing you'll ever do. I couldn't sleep or eat. I've never cared so much about anything. I've got two daughters now and they're very different. You realize this? Is about their journey, and you're there to keep them safe, keep them laughing, and help them figure out who they want to be.
4: What percentage more cavalier, or maybe not cavalier, but more relaxed are you from first child to second child? Once you have one under your belt, like do you let them play with matches,
1: it's it's <laughs> a lot more because you're just figuring it out, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, with the first one. But there's there's phases of life, and and so you you have to go through figuring out the tween years, and then you have to figure out the teen years, and. Uh, you know, it's 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 constantly, but but it does trickle down from yeah. kid to kid. Uh, yes, to where you can, you know, you got to try all these things out on the first one, and then that gives you more knowledge for the second and third. And My so sister-in-law on. has nine, yeah. so uh, there there are
4: kids that she herself has not even met yet. I'll yeah. bet. So, yeah.
1: so, uh, so some of the other ladies uh, like Jessica Alba, who first covered Style in two thousand seven reflects on how that milestone made her feel. She said, it made me feel like I had finally arrived. Talking about having kids. I was a big fan of the magazine because, or no, I'm sorry. Talking about the cover, I guess. I was a big fan of the magazine because it made high fashion feel accessible. By that time, I'd been in the entertainment industry for over a decade, but I was still trying to figure out how to be in the public eye and have ownership of who I was. She said, 90% of what people understood about me then came purely from magazine articles, press tour interviews, and blurbs. Of Gossip. Since then, she's welcomed daughters Honor and Haven and son Hayes. So she's going with the H thing. H thing, thing yeah. yeah. And uh, they've changed her point of view.
4: Oh, good for you.
1: Uh, she said, for the first time in my life, I was really embracing my womanhood. I was in my early 30s, and it had taken up until then for me to feel confident in my body. Really? I also st- she we gladly
4: yeah, yeah absolutely. All you have to do is uh, go see
1: Sin City. I also stopped allowing myself to be objectified in the press through a male's perspective. Screw that! Man.
4: Damn you, Preston, for objectifying. Her. I know.
1: I just did, didn't I? You did. Uh, she said it's okay to be sexy.
4: I know it. it? It's <laughs> every day. I,
1: I, have- in fact, I have to. Tamp-
4: look- I have to tamp it down sometimes. You look in the mirror and yeah. say, hey, "Hey, it's okay yeah. that I'm this sexy." Sometimes I walk around. I can hear the boners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just popping up all over. Yeah, me. she said it's okay to wear a short skirt or a loud print if I feel like it because I own it in my own way. You just so, don't want to see pubes. I can flaunt what I want, cover what I want. And still feel good. Yeah, man. She's, she's speaking the truth. But she still has a good sense of humor. She said, I have three children. They've explo- She still
4: uses whoopee cushions.
1: I've ex- no, not that kind <laughs> of sense of humor. <laughs>
4: Look, it's a fly in the ice cube. they are so dated. I bought a whoopee cushion for my son for camp this year. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I sent him a
0: care.
6: It, it's a the- perennial. Sent him a care package with some candy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I probably could use a whoopee cushion. Sent that in as well.
1: She said, I have three children. <laughs> they've exploded my body. And I'm cool with it. And now I'm smart. I don't care what everybody else thinks. I'm 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 a, I'm, I'm, I'm a good, good girl.
4: I'm I a good
5: girl. I thought you were saying I'm a good girl. I'm a I'm good a, girl. I'm a good girl. No, She's also just...
4: borderline a billionaire at this point with her product line.
1: All right, and then uh, Jennifer Garner, 47-year-old, shares three children with her ex, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Also opened up about the public's perception of, uh, how the public's perception of her has changed. Uh, she said, when you're one of the hot girls of the moment, you're making choices that define you. She said, I was... Um, Defined I'd per- like
5: to apologize <laughs> to Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life.
1: Uh, she said I was defined first by choosing to go on hiatus, and then I was very quickly defined by pregnancies and babies. Does she mention the skull sealer? Now my choices are defined by different things. No. But I'm sure he'd like to apologize I for
5: it. I apologize yeah. to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chris Agon, the philosopher of evil and the skull sealer. What
4: if Jennifer Gardner,
1: as sweet as she can be and is absolutely wonderful, ended up with that guy? When those commercials that she does comes on television... I stop whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And I watch. Oh, my God. She's so pretty. Is she your number one crush right now? She might be because it's outside of her being physically just stunning. She seems like a sweetheart on top of it. You know what I mean? Look how she saved Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, So she's got she's the full package as far as I'm concerned. I'm just kidding. What? I just was playing the psycho music. Oh, that I'm psycho? Oh, no. No,
4: that's that's horrible psycho music. It really is. What is that? I don't know. Let's get
3: rid of that forever.
1: I think I, I find her to be the complete package. She's she's a beautiful, mature woman and she just seems like fun, good cool. Remember and during the fires,
4: Preston? She set up a like a like a temporary animal shelter yeah. in her backyard. Yep. She's so, a sweetheart.
1: Uh she says she is fiercely protective over what people see about her daughters, violent Serafina and son Samuel. I said, I guard my kids' privacy as much as I possibly can, and I've never posted pictures of them on Instagram. She says, I'm sure that there are times when my kids would really love to see themselves reflected on social media in a fun way and have... Uh, the attention that they would get from that, but I fought too hard against it, and it would feel hypocritical. Did she say whether or not she would ever rent them out to Russian
4: businessmen? No,
1: she didn't, so maybe she will consider that. Is there a gray line? Uh, she said, um, well, by the way, the 25th anniversary of InStyle is on sale on the 16th. So That's a jam-packed issue. Lots also, of people.
3: It just sort of goes to show you, and I just go back to that video that she uh, posted for, was it Reese Witherspoon's birthday? birthday yes. Yeah. And it was her in her band costume. I don't listen. I don't know what she looked like when she was in high school. High school but it, anybody that's in high school now like please just you know, go back to that video and just understand that those four years that you spend in high school like are just this tiny little blip and mean nothing and like you can just totally blossom into yeah, that's very true don't 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 let
4: the weight of that moment <laughs> come down on you yeah sage the- advice
1: all right so Uh, This is sad. Nobel and Pulitzer Prize winning novelist Toni Morrison has died. She was 88 years old. I never read any of Toni Morrison, but I'm totally, uh,
4: totally Toni. No, very familiar with uh, her work and the impact it had. Uh,
1: According to TMZ, the literary legends publisher said that she passed away on Monday night surrounded by loved ones. Uh, Although the news was confirmed by her publisher and publicist, they have not released a cause of death as of yet. Her publisher said in a statement, uh, we're profoundly sad to report that Tony Morrison has died at the age of 80. He died last night Hmm. at uh, Montefiore Medical Center in New York. Uh, Morrison is most recognized for The Bluest Eye, Sulla, and Song Solomon and Beloved, which was adapted into a film starring uh, Oprah Winfrey and Danny Glover in 1998. Was that shot here in Pennsylvania? It was in Philly, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Tony wrote 11 novels, many nonfiction books, five children's books, two plays, two short fiction stories, and one libretto.
4: She also created the character of Juggernaut Preston.
1: Uh, Wow. (laughs) That's uh, unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She wrote several essays and university papers. Uh, she was the first African-American woman to win a Nobel Prize in Literature in 1993. It's pretty amazing. And President Obama also awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2012. And a documentary about her life was made this year entitled Toni Morrison, The Pieces I Am. So sad news in the literary world. Uh, more than 100 Victoria's Secret models, including Christy Turlington Burns and Mila Jovovich, have signed a petition that calls on the company to protect its talent from harassment and abuse. According to the letter, it reads, If Victoria's Secret were to take a stand against these abuses and commit to meaningful change by joining the RESPECT program this would go a long way in helping our industry chart a new path forward.
4: What abuse are they talking about?
1: Under the program, all company employees and contractors are required to follow a code of conduct. So I assume it's harassment of some oh, sort. Yeah. So it, it's kind of vague in this particular story that I read Steve, but I assume from that that's what that is. I bet you they have a pretty good
4: coffee situation in the Victoria's secret office. Yeah,
1: maybe. Hey, uh Beverly Hills 90210 is about to drop a Fox uh and Fox's wedding fans appetite by releasing The new opening credits complete with the iconic theme song. Do you know what I found out here, by the way, Preston? What? That this is not... uh, Apparently, it's
4: them playing themselves, the actual actors... Post nine zero two one zero. It is like Ian Ziering is playing Ian Ziering, former nine zero two one zero cast member. That's what I
1: heard. Not aware of that. Oh,
4: that's
2: dumb. Yeah.
1: Well, it says the six episode series stars Jenny Garth, Ian Ziering, Tori Spelling, Jason Priestley, Shannon Doherty, Brian Austin Green, and Gabrielle Cartier Cartieris. Cartieris. Cardierras. God, I can never say her name. As themselves, attempting to mount a revival of the teen soap. There you go. Okay, well, that could be really dumb. It, it could be. Unless it's really
4: self-knowing well, it's great. and funny. Yeah, I mean, unless it's the greatest thing Unless it's ever. so good.
6: That show, Steve, uh, you liked it and I liked it as well. That show, Extras, uh, where Matt LeBlanc played Matt LeBlanc. It was a good show. Yeah, and, and it yeah. was a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor. And uh, uh, who else did, uh, from our friends as well was... um oh, Kudrow, right? Kudrow, Yeah. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow played a version of herself as a, sort of a, a washed-up actress. So they, they can do it in a way that's funny. And maybe if it's a limited run, you know, if it's only six episodes, they'll, um, yeah, they won't overdo it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, Premier's tonight. I'm going to watch it. Nine o'clock on Fox if you want to check that out. So there you go. Uh, very little on this information, but it says 57 uh, year old Meg Ryan is engaged to John Mellencamp, but she tells InStyle that she's not rushing down the aisle. Uh, she said, "Yes, I'm going to get married at some point, but for now, this engagement thing is a state of grace." They've been together for That's a while. It. They have, yeah. They've been a couple for a number of years, Steve. But I, and I don't know how long they've been engaged. He but... was
4: with the Victoria's Secret model. He was married to yeah. Victoria's Secret model for years. Yeah, she's
1: from here. She's huh. from uh, Gilbertsville. Oh, you know what? Yes, yes. because the Elaine Irwin. Somebody somebody got in touch with me of who is friends with the person who is now with that gal and uh, is heavily involved. I think in the auto racing industry or something. And they said
4: they're massive fans of our show, right? I don't remember that part, but you know, maybe.
1: Uh, Still love this song. All right, so what else do I have for you? A
4: do you think you could fill this up, this song, and and hit the post? John DeBella did that.
1: <laughs> did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that may be where you heard it. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. But, but uh, DeBella did it, I think Pierre had him do it or something. <laughs> DeBella like did, did, did it. DeBella did it. <laughs> hey, a few days after his brother, Brody, confirmed his split from Caitlyn Carter, Brandon Jenner announced that he and girlfriend <laughs> Kaylee Stoker. Are expecting twins? Goddamn! How many kids do I have?
4: I don't know. There's,
1: <laughs> I can't keep track of. The...
4: I must have been spraying semen all over the place,
1: <laughs> right, Preston? I uh, yeah. This Speak is is it, brother. Exactly what I was thinking. I'm glad you said it out loud. I'm but glad I had that thing capped off. So many, <laughs> I don't think like an did. oil rig,
4: exactly.
1: <laughs> so many kids in all the. We have families. a platform
4: fire on Penis Four. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so, uh, Brandon tells people we are 12 weeks now. We're madly in love. That's too young to get married. No, I'm very excited. They're 12 weeks pregnant. Oh. I'm very excited about this. He also said... He told his daughter, Eva, who is three, and his ex-wife, Leah Felder. How do you even keep track of this?
4: You have, at this point, it would really behoove you to, to use Delaney cards.
1: Uh, Brandon said, we told her together. Leah, Kaylee, and I sat down with her and told her what was happening, and she was very excited and happy. She's super excited to be a big sister. Huh. Uh, they finalized their divorce last month after 14 years of marriage. So I'm know. a
4: big sister as well.
1: The only reason I brought it up was I was hoping to get a little bit of that voice out of you. <laughs> there you go. We did it. You got it. Mm -hmm. Netflix has snagged uh, Alicia Silverstone and Mark uh, Fowerstein to star in its live-action contemporary reboot of The Babysitter's Club, uh, N.M. Martin's classic book series. That was, so for the brief period I worked at Beatle Bookseller, that series
4: was huge. Really? Huge. When those new books...
3: I won't say Harry
4: Potter level on the releases, but close. Yeah, and we still... have
3: a a whole bunch of them from uh, my wife's childhood. Like you know, because she's just, uh, just instilled to this day, just are they love, still popular? Wow, oh, okay, no,
1: no, no, just loves reading. Oh. So
3: that was you know for her, you know, uh, preteen years. It was a there was a you know a big um, series for her. Anybody, anybody
1: in your family picked them up? The any of the
3: yeah, my, my daughter has my okay. Casey has yeah, right. cool,
1: good. So, the show was uh, picked up straight to series in February with uh, 10 episodes on tap. So, Alicia Silverstone is going to be in that. Uh, fans have been clamoring to crown Tyler Cameron as the next Bachelor. We kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday. Not going to happen, though, right? Yeah, the runner-up uh, in last season's Bachelor may be too busy counting one of the world's biggest oh. supermodels. Do you know or they... courting, I should say, to worry about that pesky ABC franchise. You know, I don't know if he's married or
4: not, but they if they really wanted press... They should have Clint Howard. Be there. Oh, oh my God, stop it, dude! Could <laughs> you imagine? No. You ladies are really looking for just love. Clint Howard. <laughs>
3: this guy's got a lot of love to give.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Could, if you guys don't know who Clint Howard is, look look him up online. But yeah, he, I think uh, he's too old. <laughs> yeah, he is old. I know. I know that, but. Uh, well as uh Well he is recently divorced. No, oh, no. Hey, that's yeah you go. He's, he's back on the
6: market, Steve. He's, he's
4: <laughs> and he's sixty years old. Sixty <laughs> years old, yeah. mingle and ready to mingle. He was in the show Gentle Ben Preston. What what twenty uh, one year old woman's not gonna <sighs> get
1: totally hot for that. As uh Cameron was spotted on not just one but two rendezvous with Gigi Hadid, uh the last sighting mm-hmm. had... Had the pair uh, hanging at Frames Bowling Lounge with some pals. Frames Bowling. It's a bowling lounge. Uh, and as this uh, came after an overnighter with the uh, with former bachelorette Hannah Brown, who asked him out on uh, live TV after dumping her fiancé. Uh, Brown has no hard feelings, though, telling people, uh, we both have things that are going on in our lives right now separately, and I'm keeping my options open. That's what she says. Were they smoking funny things? And they were, yeah. <laughs> What were they, not only smoking doing, funny things, they were no, doing, doing, doing funny things. Funny things, things. And smoking funny things as well. Smoking funny things as well. Not everyone is playing cool in Bachelor Nation, though, because host Chris Harrison, as we said yesterday, says that while playing the field doesn't make him a bad guy, it might, it may not make him the best bachelor. So more than likely, they'll stay away from that.
3: During our vacation, Steve, I realize it may be... A hypocrite because of that funny things and funny things. Yeah. So I need I need an official ruling on this because right. there's this band that I love. Uh Fish. They're called Fish. All right. Um <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite songs from them, they rhyme technically night and night, but they
1: two different meanings?
3: No. One is ignite. Okay. And then the other one is, is night.
1: Two separate words. Two different words. Two different words. So uh, that is that is get that a okay? Pass. You gotta pass. Okay. So
3: what about it?
4: Are you okay? So let me ask you this: Are you opposed to the repetition of a of a one of a lyric over and over again? Um, example, the, um, like the <laughs> Matt and Kim song "Daylight." You familiar
3: with that? No, I'm gonna have to gonna right. do a little research all and then right. get back to you on that.
4: Because I know some people are staunch. I, I, to me, I don't mind that at all. I think mm-hmm. that's not a uh, that's not a crime. And I think if the words are very similar, that's not a crime. If you absolutely have, if it. That one, that particular one, just appears to be very lazy songwriting. Yes,
3: funny right? things and, and funny just, things yeah, yeah, yeah. are.
4: Yeah, that's that's weak.
3: And there's a rap trend where they will rhyme the same word, but they'll switch up the word before it. Right? So yeah, I don't like, like that either. So it'll be like night and like tonight, ignite, suge night. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like and, and they'll kind of like fortnight. Yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Knight. All right, we get it all out of our system, we good? Garth yeah. Knight. All right, let's... Uh, evil brother, Knight. too. Let's... Garth Knight. <laughs>
4: Wait, was that... Garth was Michael Knight's yeah. evil brother. <laughs> you could tell because he had facial they hair. They Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. was that it? No, no, that well. was... Uh, uh, uh,
1: um... Oh, Night Rider! Knight Rider. Yeah, Knight Rider. Yeah. Oh my God! Baywatch yeah, Nights. Wait a minute. So, yeah. so in <laughs> Night Rider, he had an evil twin, Garth. And and did did Baywatch have an evil no. side but, but, to it?
4: Yes, but it, it was the actual series itself was an evil side. So what okay. they did is they had Baywatch yeah. and Baywatch Nights, which okay. was basically. Baywatch meets X Files. Right. <laughs> so while he got off the beach during the day, minute. he would go investigate the paranormal there is and like, otherworldly.
1: Yes. See, I, I just, none of this stuff. Baywatch none of that fascinated Niche. me. That's hilarious. I had no idea what the conceit Baywatch night was. Mitch Buchanan. Lifeguard day, paranormal, paranormal investigator <laughs> by night. Jesus. Baywatch nights. America. All right. Let's do some clips here, folks. <laughs> right. Bulletproof features two friends who come from a diverse background and grow up to uh, work together for the National Crime Agency of London. Here, Noel Clark explains how the show attempts to entertain viewers.
3: We wanted to make a show that had never been done before. We wanted to make a show that had that sort of, you know, I don't just want to say American mentality, but that commercial mentality that you're making it for an audience. You're making it for people that want action and want to be entertained when they come home, I think, um, sometimes... Some dramas have a, a tendency of, to being so, like, it needs to be grounded, it needs to be real, that actually it's so real that people are just like, really? Like, I just
2: want to be entertained. Shut
1: up! So I guess it was Noel, not Noel, Noel Clark. Uh, Bulletproof premieres tonight, 8 p.m. That's on the CW. Here's the next clip. Well we were just talking about this. The original cast of Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh returns tonight to portray exaggerated older versions of Shut them- up, Sammy. versions of themselves. <laughs> <They> both I <laughs> I'll explain that in a second. On BH nine oh two one oh in this clip Jason Priestley discusses the vacancy left by Luke Perry. That was the hardest thing of the whole process, I think. Uh Luke was a a big personality and had a big heart and he was a big part of everybody's life so he definitely left a vacancy there that we all felt I can't play anything bad about nah, that I, know, yeah. Perry hey, thing. I wonder if in this is is this uh is this full-on scripted and they're playing a part or is part I, I, part of it reality because would they like, talk about Luke Perry you know Luke
4: Perry is uh, from my understanding is brought up he when the show was being produced the the reason why Luke Perry couldn't commit to it is because he was signed to Riverdale. Uh-huh. uh And so that's the deal. And he was also doing the Quentin Tarantino movie. But, um, I, I, you know, I just learned yesterday that it's not them playing the original characters. And it's basically sort of a quasi-comedy. Yeah. Uh, you know, about them putting this together and where they are in life. And they, they talk about the the fights that, you know, that Kathy, you, you watched the original show. You know oh, the, yeah. I Shannon that Shannon really Doherty and Jenny Garth were always apparently fighting yeah. uh, in real life. Oh, okay. So they, they, so play they, talk, on they
2: address that? Apparently, huh. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Right. I mean, I'm going to try it for sure. I'm going to yeah. check it out.
1: Actually, I, this sounds more appealing to me than... Driving up the coast. Yeah, then picking Mm -hmm. up with where these characters are in their lives. So, all right. Anyhow, there you go. That's what I got in the entertainment report for you. Let's take a break, shall we? We'll come back in a moment. Don't forget, we have a secret text word today. It's your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to see Greece with the orchestra at the Man August eighteenth. Text word secret to three nine three three three. We're gonna have Indie Driver and Indie Winner Will Power in the studio this morning around nine o'clock. Fox Good Day and more. We'll be back in a moment.
7: Jackson broadcasts live backstage. It's for the likes of Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and MMRBQ.
0: So true, Jackson.
7: Once Once a year, he goes from from backstage to the backyard. Enter now for Jackson to bring the party to your place Friday, August 30th. Enjoy your four hours of fame as Jackson broadcasts live he'll probably use your bathroom. Hatfield Meats fully supplies the grill. The MMR me stocks the fridge with cold brews and brings the music to prime your weekend. Go to WMMR.com and tell us why your backyard rocks. Include a photo. So we know what we're getting into. Jackson's Backyard Broadcast. Presented
5: by Hatfield Meats. Look for their bold new bacon packaging. Simply Hatfield.
7: And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
1: We got a lot of response on that on the uh, the text board. Do you want me to read? Yeah, Please. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. What the hell does this mean? 13 years and Tool is still the best rich man rock to have your balls squashed by an Asian dominatrix. <laughs> there you go. Oh, right. I think Bill uh, Weston said the same thing. Holy yes. This is amazing. Uh, cool. I waited 13 years for sitar music. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That song's so annoying. Uh, what song is this? Can't tell if it's cool or creepy. And I think I've just been brainwashed to exhale uh still hasn't gotten any better uh if you're going to use 10 minutes of airtime uh play rush or yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh 10 minutes please never again tool is just the metal version of fish (laughs) i kind of think the same thing
3: uh
1: 13 years of waiting and this is what the f they gave us uh boring uh you guys pick a long song for a longer break don't lie I'm just reading these straight ahead. Yeah, Marissa, you guys pick a long song yeah.
4: for a longer break,
1: don't lie. Here this is, I wait, love that. I just redecorated my entire apartment, and this song is still playing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Marissa says that the tweets are, 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 are a better read, I think. That's what Marissa says.
3: She was, uh, I guess, going over everything. Oh, okay, right.
1: they're a better read. You want me to go to these? Okay, so uh, new tool on the radio. Very surreal. Guess I'm getting to the office late since MMR is playing new tool. Uh Presidency you're playing ten minutes of new tool music for F's sake. Get up and listen to this. Ah <laughs> we've waited thirteen years to say this. Wait a minute. All right, I'm going back to the text message. <laughs> uh let's see. What else do we have here? Um all that time for the same tool. Uh there's ten minutes of sixteen seconds. I'll never get back. Uh I love this tool, but it's way too long. Uh I love that I love tool, but that sucked. Uh play it again. True to Tool, go back to the shop and start over. So, as you would imagine, there are varying opinions. Well, always very supportive from Twitter. Uh, I really loved
4: it. I really did, I have to say. I I, I love that sound. I love that complexity. It was a little trippier. I do agree. Uh it, it, you know it's cl- it, it has that classic sound that I that I really like. What it missed I think is is a driving moment in the song. Well, I thought it was going to break into that I agree. Yeah. Where, you, where you're going to hit that thing where you're like, "Oh, here
0: we go!"
1: Yeah, exactly. It right. never never did get up and go uh like that. Cuz so many of their songs
4: do mount to yeah. a crescendo run that blows you out of your chair.
1: And Danny Carey who I love is a drummer. spent most of the time playing on the on the toms, on yeah. the tom-toms instead of getting over to the cymbals and really you know doing it doing a driving home beat but you know i mean it's uh, like anything else it's subjective and you got to spend some time with it if you really want to for i'm i'm not a one listen person no question i usually have to spend some time with music before it really starts to settle in and i yeah. take in all the all the intricacies and the complexities and the the tone and the mood and all that stuff so well it
4: certainly made me excited to hear the rest of the uh, yeah. stuff
1: yeah which is coming out on the 30th by the way uh somebody said here descending and invincible uh, something on YouTube are downright amazing. Live on YouTube are downright amazing. Okay.
3: Oh, because they, I think in concert they are playing some of the yes. new songs that we haven't heard yet.
1: So. Yeah, they have been uh, messing around with some of these a little bit. So, uh, interesting. I'm sure some of the other staff are going to play that again later on today. Uh, so if you caught only, you know, say the last seven minutes of it or so, <laughs> and you want to catch the rest of it. You'll have to tune in to uh, Pierre or Jackson. Oh, well, I know Jackson will play it for Bad sure. Bad news, Preston. What? OGL got the drop on us. Oh, they right? did, Oh, man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, anyhow, brand new tool on uh, on MMR. It got cold in
3: here, and, and I never complain about the cold because I, I like it being chilly in here. Yeah. But it is uncomfortably cold
4: well, in here. Well,
2: Casey, uh, I'm happy to report that they fixed it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Do you feel it? Yeah. <laughs>
4: When they tell you that.
2: Yesterday. And yeah, told
4: that. But I do have good news, Preston. All we have to do now is complete the centrifuge and we're ready for space travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I brought
1: I, I, a while back I brought in this zip-up hoodie. And oh, I, yeah. And I, and I put it on. At, there's a point in the morning where it goes from cold to freezing because it's always a little cold in here. And it goes from cold to freezing, and it just went to freezing. So. What they
2: fixed is that it gets freezing before nine now. Yeah,
1: you're <laughs> right. It used to be at nine. Right. And now now... eight
2: forty-five. It's cold. Nine. Well,
1: <laughs> just put a blanket on. That's it. Casey is literally. He's got his old lady blanket <laughs> on his lap right You look adorable. Even
2: Casey has a blankie now. <laughs> I love this day. I want
1: to feed you soup. <laughs> hey, I saw this very interesting story. Kathy won't like it, but it's very interesting to most people. Uh, The odds of finding life on the moon have suddenly rocketed skywards. Yes. On the moon? On the moon. And And it's our fault. Space gorillas. Uh, The beings in question came from Earth and were spilled across the landscape when a spacecraft crashed into the surface. Uh, The Israeli Barashit probe was meant to be the first private lander to touch down on the moon, and all was going smoothly until mission controllers lost contact in April as the robotic craft made its way down. Beyond all the technology that was lost in the crash, Beresheet had an unusual cargo. It had a few thousand tiny uh, tardigrades, which are the toughest animals on Earth. Oh, yeah. Incredibly
4: resilient. They they look like... um you always see those those pictures of these microscopic creatures, and that's what they they look like. Anyone uh, those.
6: they're in Ant Man. They right? are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, there was an episode of Family Guy where uh, Stewie shrunk him and Brian down, right, and they were hanging yeah. out with him as well. Yeah, it was
1: great. Well, now the organization behind the tardigrades trip, the U.S. based Arch Mission Foundation, whose goal it is to find a backup for Earth, has said the organisms may well have shrugged off the collision. Uh, this is according to Nova Spivak, the organization's founder. He said, our payload may be the only surviving thing from that mission. Uh, tardigrades have fascinated scientists since their discovery in the 18th century by the German zoologist and pastor uh, Johann uh, August Ephraim Goez. Uh, the millimeter-long animals, sometimes known as water bears or moss piglets, After their uh, their favorite environment and food resembled cheerful eight legged maggots wearing distinctly sphincter like faces. Well, they've changed since the crash, Preston. So, tardigrades are considered the hardest animals on Earth. They have been found on mountaintops, in scorching deserts, and lurking in subglacial lakes in Antarctica. You can't kill them! In his book, The Hidden Powers of Animals, Dr. Carl Schuker claimed the beast survived being frozen in liquid helium and being boiled at 149 degrees centigrade.
4: You Uh, know what, though? You know what I bet would kill them? The environmental system in this building. uh, Probably.
1: The tardigrade secret is the uh, ability to shrivel into a seed-like pod. My genitals do that. Expelling nearly all of its water and slashing its metabolism. Uh, in what's called the ton state, the animals can hunker down and survive conditions that would normally be swiftly fatal. Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
4: That somehow nature decided that these are the things that need to survive. In 2007. Not cheerleaders.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In 2007, (laughs) scientists discovered that inactive tardigrades are so tough they can survive the harsh radiation and frigid vacuum of space travel. Yeah. So you know, this is there's so
4: many science fiction stories that that in fact there was a movie out just a while ago, Life. Yeah. Uh, where they encounter something that's a very sort of microbial mm-hmm. thing that automatically starts becoming something horrific. Yep. But you know, your mind starts reeling. You know, what's what are these things? What's going to happen to them?
1: Tardigrades can survive pressures that are comparable to those created when asteroids strike Earth. Uh, so a small crash like this is nothing to them. They laugh it off. They could potentially survive on the moon for years. Um, uh, Dehydrated tardigrades have been revived after years in an inactive state by plunging them into water. Once rehydrated, the animals become active again and feed and produce as normal. Isn't that wild? It is amazing. There could be living creatures on the moon that we sent there. What if they greet us? Uh, Yeah. Someday they uh, tend to evolve or something like that. Man. Father.
4: Yeah it'll be interesting to see when they uh it's such a weird creature too because it, it really it does have a, a like a, a distended
1: sphincter for a face yeah and that's unattractive i mean it's it's fascinating to me because and it all depends on what your beliefs are and, and what your maybe what your religion is as well the origin of of human beings here on yeah. earth but the, some scientists you know may believe some Foreign matter had had arrived here from a uh, don't know of an asteroid of some type and and had started the the beginnings of, of uh, existence for living creatures. Two thousand
4: one is sort of the you know the the. Um sort of finessing along of evolution by alien forces. Right. You right. never
1: know. Yeah, you don't know. So
4: I think a lot of it is probably runs parallel and concurrent to the greatest American hero. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. What's the theory there? That, uh, that you remember the story? <laughs> that the aliens can make us superheroes at a whim? <laughs> okay. Yeah, they left that suit for them. Yeah.
3: I don't remember the genesis of oh,
4: yeah. that. The original
3: I, suit was made for one of these creatures, one of these sphincter faces. I, uh... I <laughs> All right. Here's the Casey tangent. Uh, I joined uh, the football team. I-, I think entirely too. I'll young. never
4: forget when I joined the football
3: team. <laughs> I, uh, so my brother, my older brother, played football, and I wanted to play football with him so bad. So, <laughs> yes. So I joined tackle football uh, entirely too young. I was small, and I ended up playing with guys that were like two years older than me. And okay. at that age, that's a lot. I got hit so hard in practice one time. I went flying like five yards, okay, and then they every single time he came to practice after that, they sang that song to me because remember he could fly, but he never could land, yeah, yeah. and so they, Believe
4: they it or not, yeah so oh.
3: they 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 would sing the greatest American hero to me because i I went flying so far, so I quit the team. I quit the team because of that. Was it that or because they kept putting beef jerky up your butt? Well, I mean, it could have actually been the fact that, like, I I got hurt pretty bad. But I think it was the the singing of the song when I came back to practice. I was like, I'm done. I'm quitting. So that
6: show show was only on for two years, uh, 81 to 83. And, uh, Steve, I didn't know the genesis of the story either. But so the, the group of the aliens gives him a red and black suit that gives him his powers. So the aliens had a human-sized suit that they dropped off on our planet. Right. Yes, and they would talk to them through the radio.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You
6: don't remember? No, no. I remember the flying and the not landing. Yeah. And the song. And
4: the song. Mm-hmm. They made a movie out of it called The Color Purple. No, <laughs> no. they did not. That was. A, oh, it's an entirely different story. Steven Spielberg directed
1: oh. that, and it was about um, oh, African Americans. Right? And uh, yeah, right, yeah, I remember damn, that. Man, abu- nothing abu- There was no yeah, super suit. Nobody guy.
4: flew. Yeah. I got confused. <laughs> 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 what was it was in that movie, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm misremembering.
6: <laughs> what was the theme song you remembered yesterday, Casey?
3: Oh, it's a living. It's that a living. was a oh, couple sh- of days ago. Sh- that was a
6: good
1: one. Okay,
4: that has nothing to do with these uh, Israeli uh parasites. No, no.
1: There's a- on really? the moon. There's uh, right. Yeah. You said well, no. It was an Israeli. No, the the U S sent him up there. It was. uh no, the, But they're they're Jewish. The U S based Arch Mission <laughs> Foundation. <laughs> Uh, it was behind that trip, but oh. it was sent up with a Jewish crew. No, it was <laughs> it was an Israeli probe and an Israeli probe. an Israeli beresheet probe that was uh, sent up, and it was uh, meant to be the first private lander to touch down on the moon, but it crashed.
4: Beresheets are what bears sleep on. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of other technological advances, an artificial tongue. <laughs> that can taste minute differences between varieties of Scotch whiskey could be the key to identifying counterfeit alcohols. I was watching say. this story yesterday,
4: and the guy—I guess the guy who invented it—president has a really thick Scottish brogue. Yeah, so, so
1: they're engineers from the University of, of Glasgow and uh, Strathclyde in Scotland that created yeah. this. Yes, so so and and it can—the whole purpose is to
4: distinguish um, knockoff. S- scotch basically Counter, counterfeit, counterfeit alcohol f-
1: wow well because you're talking about um you know big money when, yes. when it comes to also some uh, brands of alcohol potential deadly elements as we're that learning too, about yeah. knock- knockoff
4: liquor can be made without the same um restrictions and oversight and it can cause people to get
1: sick and die analysis of the results allowed the scientists to identify the samples from uh, Glenn fittich Glenn marnock and Lefrig. With more than 99% accuracy.
4: Listen, Angus, I'm taking this home for the weekend. It's the missus' birthday.
1: Yeah, it's the uh, artificial (laughs) tongue... (laughs) <laughs> the Here,
4: sit, sit on this for
1: about an hour. The study... Invo- You'll be
4: seeing a Israeli parasites in no time.
1: Involving uh, arranging submicroscopic slices of the two metals in a checkerboard pattern or, of taste buds. Look at that tongue go. Which are around 500 times smaller than those uh, on a human tongue. So... The scientists measured the uh, plasmonic resonance or the tiny difference in how much light they absorb to identify the types of whiskey. You think about the sensitivity of at least to distinguish taste
4: and variations in taste. I just I naturally assume that animals have a more. Which animal or which which animal on Earth has the most sensitive and uh, uh, acute taste system. I don't know.
2: See, I would think that they would have less than us. That,
3: because they eat their own poop.
4: Well, yeah, eat but poop. Because
2: they'll eat anything.
3: Yeah, yeah but if you think about, you know, <laughs> I've got a lot of thinking about this, <laughs> Kathy. I think because... Is it another football story? It's not uh, a football <laughs> story. No, it's just a theory okay. that th- their senses are so acute, their sense of smell and all that sort of stuff, that they can sort of get past the grossness
2: of things. And, them. and,
4: and they're, bo- can,
3: they're bored with the good tasting
4: yeah. stuff.
2: They can smell the good in poop?
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and essentially, that's what they're going for. Like, like, like oh. it's like... Don't tell him about the poop,
1: right? <laughs> he wouldn't let me eat the hamburger last <laughs> night, right? Uh, but I can, I can taste the hamburger nah. in, the, in the poop. <laughs> well, I would think that it varies from. Are you, are you mainly talking about dogs? Well, I thought you guys were talking about dogs, but... No, you're just talking about animals in general. Yeah, but dogs, I was mainly mainly talking about dogs. Dogs, okay, well, I would imagine it varies from species, or from uh, breed to breed, but that's that's a guess as well. Scottish
4: dogs probably taste more.
1: Uh, Yes, of the whiskey. So the project could be extended to tasting other liquids, said the paper's lead author. He said, while we're focused on whiskey in this experiment, uh, he said the artificial tongue... Uh, could easily be used to taste virtually any liquid, which means it could be used for a wide variety of applications. Will this be the companion piece to the to the fleshlight? <laughs> Maybe. Or the, uh, the Sivian. <laughs> uh, it could be used in food safety testing, quality control, security. Frat parties. Really any area where a portable, reasonable method of tasting would be useful. But one whiskey expert casts doubt on the artificial tongue's effectiveness, Charles McLean. This is a crock of crap. A hey, master. You and
4: your stupid tongue. Uh, I see right through your ruse, you knob niffler. <laughs> That's a Scottish insult. A
5: is niffler?
4: it? I just made it. It up. is now.
1: <laughs> you knob niffler. <laughs> Niffling knobs all day. No, his his title is he is a master of the quach. You're a master of the quetch. The Scotch. You wee weenied prick. The. <laughs> 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 the Scotch whiskey industry's highest accolade. Oh, it's a compliment I just paid. Yeah, I didn't even know it. Is master of the quiche, by the way. You're a master of the quiche. Master of the Queef. And your wife is a master of the quiche. Yeah, I <laughs> You tongue-building ass. Uh, he said, flavor assessment in the whiskey industry is done by smell, taste, and texture. Of all the, the three R's of all, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm Scottish. <laughs> of all the senses employed, smell is the most important. He says, absolutely. Whiskey blenders and quality assessors rely entirely Just stick your tongue in your nose uh, and on smell. Right. There are professional tasters out there that make loads of money. I remember reading an article about a guy who had worked at a and I forgot which uh, which whiskey company he worked for, which distiller Thunderbird and they put they put them through and how they tell how sharp your palate is is they put you through a series of, of testing where they know the makeup of each thing that you're testing and if you're able to identify notes or hints of these things in everything that you test you're you're graded on it and some people are just very sensitive to there it there are people who
4: can discern mm-hmm. the the smallest elements of things and so for the same reason that you have these people who are are paid for their uh, olfactory senses who can with perfumes. Yeah, can, same can, thing. Yeah, and if you you you
3: just have the genetic ability to do that. You think Kathy would do, uh, of all of us, do you think Kathy has the strongest sense of smell? Yeah. I,
4: I think she to. does. I also think she can probably discern the hottest fruits. Yes. <laughs> so do
6: you think if you are able to um, do something like the, you were talking about with the with the perfume, Steve, like olfactory senses, would that translate to somebody who's able to then discern
1: the differences between scotch or whatever?
4: I think they, they do go hand in hand, smell yeah. and taste. So yeah, or nose and a tongue and
1: nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyhow, they made, a, they made an artificial tongue. You made and
4: Look at you. Yeah. You're finally living the dream. You made your stupid-ass tongue. You fake tongue. You freak. You frig <laughs> nibbler. <laughs> <What? laughs> frig nibbler.
0: He's just making things up. I'm it. making
4: them up <laughs> and they're it. sticking. I love it. I'm rubber, your glue. Your frig nibbler. You frig nibbler. <laughs> <You're frig-nibbler. laughs> you chowder huffer. A oh Scots, when a scotsman an angry God. scotsman says it, it oh, it's carries more weight <laughs>
5: uh
1: and in fact you know what there's a scene in the um uh in gangs of new york where they're going back and forth with insults and right, uh, right. and and leonardo dicaprio's uh, he goes i might take offense at that if i had any <laughs> idea what it
5: meant <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah lolly gaga. all kinds of weird stuff uh, let me see. Let me do one more quick story, and then we'll take a break. Is our next guest ready to go? Yes. Yeah. I believe uh, Will is here, so we'll get to him in just he's a second. He's a race car driver. He is a race car driver. <laughs> that
3: sounded like an insult. Nah. He's tops. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's actually. No, that's. He's a, a
4: car particular. <laughs>
1: that's a compliment. <laughs>
4: Just a carp. We don't tickler. know. We don't live in Scotland, so no. we don't know that that's a, that's an actual. That's
1: high praise. How could we know? <laughs> carp tickler. <laughs> One last thing. I saw this story. It says about forty-eight percent of Americans use voice-activated digital assistants. Forty-eight percent. That man, uh, Steve. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something now. When you first got your Amazon Alexa, I'm like, why do you need that? That's yeah. just dumb. Yeah. And look at this; half the country has them now.
4: And I use; I, I, I see you use yours all the time. A, I use a them decent all the time. amount. Yeah. yeah, I do. I wake up uh, before I go to bed. I put on my makeup and I say a little <laughs> prayer for you. No, oh, uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I wake up. I ask where the weather's going to be. I have the. Okay. I have the smart. The lights. The lights turn on. I have the TV. Uh, you know, all voice commands going uh-huh. on constantly. Now that's in the bedroom. Uh, but in the boardroom, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, yeah, I, I use it quite frequently. We have one in our kitchen, and I regularly use it for a timer when yeah. cooking, uh, because sometimes oh, I'll have a few a different things. Idea. Yeah, I will have a few different things going on, I'll use the timer on my oven. But if I have, if I have something else that I yep. want to time, I'll just say, "Hey," and I won't say her name here because I'll, I'll yeah. Or actually, Alexa, set a five minute timer. Yeah, you know, something like that, and uh, and so I'll have another timer ready to go. And I also use Siri for that too on my phone.
2: I use Siri and Alexa a lot more now. I'm starting to use it more and more. Um, but I, I lost my phone yesterday for like a good two hours. It was so annoying. Uh, and I asked Alexa to find it. I thought she was gonna be, gonna, going to be able to find it. She took me through. That's
4: a different platform, off. Well, she took
2: me through a few steps and she was like one last step and then I can help you find your phone. And it was to read off the uh, the code, the numerical code that she had texted me. I'm like, oh. well, if I had my damn phone, I wouldn't be asking oh, you yeah. to help me to find it.
4: So uh, with your phone, do you have, um, do you have, a, a you, have, you use the cloud
2: at all? Yeah.
4: Okay. So you can go to, it's, it's, I'll show you this. It's, it's, uh, I'll show you the find site my to go iPhone? to. Find my iPhone, mm-hmm. and it, it well, I
2: have that on the, on your
4: laptop. You yeah, 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 yeah. Laptop. I, I
2: have it on my computer at home, but it just shows you. It doesn't show like it wouldn't show me where in the house. Yeah, which exactly. room is in it? Right. I knew you, it was you, in the house.
1: You can have it beep the phone.
2: Oh, it'll it, so then it I could find the, the, uh, the noise. Even yes. okay. if it's
1: on, uh, even if it's on vibrate. So yes, it, on it, mute? It, it overrides that and it will okay. beep the phone. Okay, where was it, Kath?
2: Oh, it was just sitting in the bathroom. Yeah.
5: So, in
1: so, for, so, forty-eight percent of Americans <laughs> use voice-activated digital assistants. Thirty-three percent more say they intend to buy one within the next three years, according to a the survey. Sixty-nine percent use the devices every day. Uh, Amazon Echo and Google Home are the brands that currently dominate the market, and people use the devices to make purchases, book rides, control smart home devices, and more. Just one thing, and
4: Kathy. Uh, uh, um for you
1: and for, I find,
4: having the show, the one with the screen, if you have that in the kitchen, and I also have it where I, I'm just starting to do my big boy workman, you know, working uh, tool, uh, you yes. know, uh, woodworking, you have the screen there and you can see how do you... Yeah, pull up and, a video. It'll pop up a video right while you're doing it. It's very handy.
2: Wait, I didn't know. So Alexa can have a screen? So, yeah.
4: So you the, get the show. Yeah. yeah and, Call and the show. It has a screen uh, on it. Okay. Show. show. Oh, sure. And uh, <laughs> we'll you'll say if you're making something or uh, p- cooking something, whatever
1: you're doing, it'll provide a
4: video. Oh,
2: yep. that's a good idea. Yeah. I by love the that. way,
1: everybody's texting me who now is a five-minute timer running
2: on, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh,
1: at home. So but that'll just, you know, it'll go off and just turn it off.
3: You yeah. can use that as a radio, too, by the way. Yes, you can. Yeah. Oh. Say,
1: say open WMMR or open Preston and Steve. You have to use the word open, and uh, it'll come up on your device. If, and then, if, if you need to format it the first time, it's easy to do. But you left have to the second part. Block all other stations. Yes, block all those stations as well. All right, listen, I want to take a break uh, because we have uh, the winner of the 2018 Indy 500, uh, Will Power, waiting in our studio. He's going to be uh, driving and going for the win at the ABC Supply 500 at Pocono Raceway coming up on the 18th. So we'll get him in here in just a moment. More stuff coming up. Stay with us. We'll be back in a second.
7: Pavilion in August, we're calling it MMR's, MMR's first rock, rock residency. residency, featuring nine killer rock concerts in August. Listen for free tickets and great grand prizes.
5: This week, it's tickets to Smashing Pumpkins, Noel Gallagher, and a VIP lounge package for Corn and Allison in Chains, including pre-show party with interactive games, memorabilia display, food and beverages, and limited edition silkscreen poster.
7: Check wmmr.com for a complete list of concerts and grand prizes with some of your favorite bands tickets are on sale now at ticketmaster.com rock with us this august at bbnt pavilion it's our rock residency 93.3 wmmr everything
2: that rocks
1: by the way kathy got several people who agree with you they don't like hot fruit Oh, really? Yes. They don't like uh, cooked fruit. Hot fruit, by the way. Name it. new, <laughs> hot new
2: <band> fruit. <laughs> hot hey, fruit. <laughs>
4: tonight
1: on stage, hot fruit. A lot of people don't
4: realize that every day we watch Kathy eat 31 pounds of fruit. Yeah. This is In true. a tub. Not yep. hot.
1: Nope. No. Definitely not. It's ice cold. Ice cold fruit. Come and get it. All right. So anyhow, uh, and then there's something else I was going to bring up. Oh, by the way, Marissa has the new Tool song. Just... I thought we were going to play it now, but we're not. It's 10 minutes long.
2: Ooh. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, so really? Yeah, so, so she's she's going through it. Dear God. Uh, and just making sure that there's no questionable material in there that we would have to censor any F-bombs or something like that. Mentions of hot fruit. So, and any hot fruit mentions will be edited out. No, but, uh, so she was checking it out. She's like, yes, yeah, 10 minutes long. So, we'll play it next uh, as soon as she goes through it and uh, takes a listen to it. But, uh, yeah, we weren't going to have time to fit it in in this last
4: segment. She yeah, seven, seven songs, 88 seven songs. minutes. Yeah. Classic tool.
1: Yep. Uh, but
4: everyone's very excited. I'm excited about it. I, 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 listen, I, Marissa said it um, yesterday, and I think it's it's probably fairly true. Uh, people who think they don't like Tool, is, I'm probably paraphrasing, haven't actually heard Tool, because across all sorts of musical tastes,
3: Casey, you're listening to it now. What do you think? You like? No, I like it. You know, textually, I was saying it's it's pretty heavy and, and, yeah. and dark and stuff, so I, I probably couldn't listen to it. As often as, like, I listen to other things while you're taking a Calgon bath. um, But I, I, you know, it it is really, really good, intricate stuff,
1: man. Marissa?
8: Yeah, I was
5: just surmising, Steve, but I think I said uh, there's two people. There's either people who love Tool or people who have never really listened to Tool. All right. Because I I don't know many people that just hate Tool. It's just a really good, melodic music.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll find out in a little bit what the new stuff sounds like. We're going to
0: do the B-File in the meantime. Now,
5: Bizarre.
0: WMMR presents Kristen <laughs> and Steve's oh Bizarre File.
1: Brought to you by Deetson Watson Real Philly Deli. If you want a real Philly hoagie, you have to go to Real Philly Deli. And Deetson Watson created the Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide. Your map to the most delicious hoagies in the city. Earn prizes, excuse me, <clears throat> like T-shirts, coolest food, and even tickets to see the birds play just for eating real Philly hoagies. Here's a follow-up story. A Brazilian drug trafficker who had attempted to escape from prison disguised as his own teenage daughter. Mentioned this yesterday. Well, he was found dead in his cell yes, uh, today. Or I'm sorry, he was just found dead yesterday in his cell. Uh, Clavino da Silva, nicknamed Shorty, uh, has uh, made headlines after he was caught Saturday trying to walk out of the front door of a Rio de Janeiro jail. Uh, De Silva wore a silicon mask, long dark wig, glasses, flip-flops, and clothes, including pink t-shirt, blue denim jeans, and a black bra belonging to his 19-year-old daughter, who was visiting him. She had planned to stay behind while he made his getaway. Uh, De Silva, who was serving a 73-year jail sentence, was caught after guards noticed that he looked suspicious. His daughter and seven other visitors were detained over the foiled breakout. Three days after his failed escape, De Silva, a senior member of the Red Command, one of Brazil's main crime groups were found dead in a cell in a maximum security prison. Officials said he appeared to have hanged himself with a bed sheet. <sighs> yeah. Wow. An that is a wild story. Has been launched into his death. So.
4: Apparently, while he was dressed as the girl, no one asked him to the prom, Preston. No, oh, that's and maybe that's what home. did it. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Uh, A dog proved that he, too, has nine lives after he fell from the roof of a six-story building in Manhattan on Friday night and survived. This is amazing. It was an unimaginable sight for Winston's owner, Emma Heinrich. Uh, Her beloved two-year-old French bulldog fell from the top of their apartment building after darting up a flight of stairs through an open window and onto the roof. Uh, She said, I kind of watched him reach the edge and try to slow himself down, but it was too late and he just tumbled over the edge. It was one of the most terrifying moments that I've ever experienced. The 30-pound pup ended up crashing through the sunroof of a parked car. She said she got the surprise of a lifetime. Uh, He was just up, sitting on the driver's seat, just kind of like heavily panting, but looking around at everybody staring at him. What the hell happened? Everybody said, is this your dog? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was almost, as she said, I almost couldn't speak for a minute because I was in shock and awe that he was seemingly okay. Six
4: stories through the f- the sunroof mm-hmm. on the seat of a car
1: and a couple of, a couple of scratches. Yep, they rushed him to the hospital. And other than a few stitches, cuts on his leg and bruising, him Winston's just fine. It's just it's just amazing. So he survived. Yep, a Florida homeowner got an explosive surprise over the weekend after a lightning strike triggered a blast that destroyed a toilet in their house. Mary Lou Ward and her husband were sitting in their home as a thunderstorm rolled through on Sunday when she said she heard a boom that was the loudest noise I ever heard, she said. We smelled smoke and I looked outside and it was the smoke from the septic tank that was coming. Uh, When she stepped into her bathroom, she discovered a toilet was now in hundreds of pieces.
5: Kaboom! (laughs)
1: Kaboom! A plumber uh, told the couple the lightning strike ignited methane gas that built up in the pipes and septic tanks. Methane is, uh, sim- is typically emitted during the breakdown of sewage and waste systems. And he said the toilet exploded in the homeowner's master bathroom, setting porcelain airborne like a missile. The porcelain penetrated into the wall. Most likely and
8: boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> all
1: sewer piping will need to be replaced, and the uh, septic tank and uh, a plumber had said that uh, besides toilet being destroyed, uh, the septic tank and indoor plumbing was also wrecked.
4: Did you get heavy lightning yesterday when you were traveling home, Preston? Because no. I passed through a, a lightning storm. We got it here. It was crazy. Yeah. In fact, it was it was so profound. That the lightning seemed to be changing color.
6: Yeah, I, I was here a little bit later yesterday afternoon, and I uh, it caught my eye out the window yeah. of, of the studio here, and um, and then I, I we were
3: right out. in it. Yeah, I was watching the storm. It was, it was um, fascinating. I saw a picture of volcano light. I think it was called volcano lightning. Did you see that one? The uh-huh. wrestler? Uh, what's that? <laughs> the no, wrestler from, from the eighties? <laughs> yes. Volcano Lightning. So
4: lightning is occurring because of the uh, pyroclastic cloud and all that. Yeah. Stuff? Yeah. Okay. I've Pretty seen well.
1: it. Uh, The blast also broke a window in the couple's master bedroom and destroyed uh, yard decorations, but no one was hurt. A nightclub patron relieved himself into a commercial ice maker, according to Florida police, who arrested the intoxicated urinator for disorderly conduct. Investigators investigators say that uh, Michael Williams was spotted peeing inside the ice chest used to distribute ice throughout 261st, a St. Petersburg night spot. After relieving himself around 2.30 a.m., Williams reportedly resisted as security guards sought to boot him from the club where a first Friday party was winding down. The bash was advertised as trendy with a touch of class. And a little bit of piss. And featured, featured two DJs when uh, police arrived. At the night spot, they arrested Williams on a misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge. After a pat-down turned up a bag of marijuana in his pants pocket, they tacked on a misdemeanor possession charge.
4: This stuff is disgusting, like the uh, the, the, the pissing in ice and the licking
1: the ice cream and all this. Mm. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, this nonsense has to stop. Yep. All right, and then one more story, and we will wrap this up. A man who was mistakenly circumcised in a hospital mix-up has been awarded compensation. I am owed some money. Uh, Terry Brazier, who is 70 years old, went to Leicester Royal Infirmary for a bladder procedure known as a uh, cystoscopy, but was mistaken for another patient by the hospital staff and circumcised. The hospital apologized and carried out an investigation before confirming that it had awarded him $24,000. Uh, Brazier told. Put the, it back on. Brazier told the Daily Star that he was so distracted talking to hospital staff that he didn't notice that he was getting the incorrect procedure until it was too late. How come my foreskin now has a zipper? He said uh, <laughs> they didn't know what to say when they found out that they had done it. They said that they can't send me back to the ward and they, need to, they needed to talk to me. Uh, and then he found out that he, when he had been circumcised, it was a real surprise. <laughs> he was actually just in there for a teeth cleaning. time. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Furlong, the hospital of Leicester, said that uh, we remain deeply and genuinely sorry that this mistake occurred. And we can't stop laughing. And I would like to take this opportunity to once again apologize to Mr. Brazier. We take events like this very seriously and carried out a thorough investigation at the time to ensure that we learned from this incident and do all we can to avoid it happening again.
3: Uh, Steve, when your friend happens across uh Adult movies. Yes, uh, my if, friend if, who frequently checks porn. Yes. Uh, if they happen across a video that has an uncircumcised one in that there. That passes right by it. Yeah. yeah, no, He does? Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you at this moment. So Casey's giving me something to give away. I'm going to give away some passes for Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a um, the Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame we're going to give you a release of this with a special Captain America-themed event at the Franklin Institute, hosted by Casey, and it is tomorrow. Yeah. And you can call now. Get two passes to join us at 6 p.m. on the roof deck for a complimentary happy hour. And then explore the Marvel uh, Universe of Superheroes exhibit featuring more than 300 artifacts, including some of the most iconic sought-after pages, costumes, and props. Winners also get free digital download of the movie and for you and your guests. So, caller, uh, let's do caller's number... 7 and 8 at 215-263-WMMR and we will take care of you. Endgame, by the way, is now available on digital, digital and will be available starting uh, August 13th on Blu-ray. So can't, w- can't wait to watch it again. Call right now. So, are we going to play the song when we get back, Marissa? we good to go? Yeah. Alright, new tool. We're be to old 10 minutes <laughs> wow. of new tool music. So, we will return with that in just a moment. Stay near it. I
5: don't here, Preston and Steve. You can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity on demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly.
1: Monster Mania Con 43, August 16th through 18th. See
4: Freddie himself, Robert England, Clyde Barker, Rick Flair, and more. Tickets available at
1: the door. For more, visit MonsterMania.net.
5: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We got a lot of response
1: on that on the uh, the text board. Do you want me to read? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. What the hell does this mean? 13 years and tool is still the best rich man rock to have your balls squashed by an Asian dominatrix. <laughs> there you go. Oh, right? I think Bill uh, Weston said the same thing. Holy oh, ass, <laughs> yes, this is amazing. Uh, cool. I waited 13 years for sitar music. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that song's so annoying. Uh, what song is this? Can't tell if it's cool or creepy, and I think I've just been brainwashed to exhale. Uh, still hasn't gotten any better. Uh, If you're going to use 10 minutes of airtime, play Rush or Yes. (laughs) Uh, 10 minutes, please never again. Tool is just the metal version of Fish. (laughs) I kind of think the same thing. uh, 13 years of waiting, and this is what the F they gave us. Uh, Boring. Uh, You guys pick a long song for a longer break. Don't lie. I'm just reading these straight ahead. you yeah, no. guys pick a long song yeah.
4: for a longer break,
1: don't lie. This is. I Wait. love that. I just redecorated my entire apartment and this song is still playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marissa says that the tweets are, 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 are a better read, I think. That's what Marissa says. She was, uh, I guess, going over everything. Oh, okay, right. they're a better read. You want me to go to these? Okay, so uh, new tool on the radio. Very surreal. Guess I'm getting to the office late since MMR is playing new tool. Uh, Presidency you're playing 10 minutes of new tool music For F's sake Get up and listen to this Ah, <laughs> We've waited 13 years to say this Wait a minute Alright I'm going back to the text message <laughs> uh, Let's see What else do we have here um, All that time for the same tool uh, There's 10 minutes of 16 seconds I'll never get back uh, I love this tool but it's way too long uh, I love that I love tool but that sucked uh, Play it again True to Tool, go back to the shop and start over. So, as you would imagine, there are varying opinions. Well, always very supportive from Twitter. Uh, I really loved
4: it. I really did, I have to say. I I, I love that sound. I love that complexity. It was a little trippier, I do agree. Uh, it, it, you know, it's cl- it, it has that classic sound that I that I really like. What it missed, I think, is is a driving moment in the song. Where I thought it was going to break into that. I agree. Yeah. Where, you, where you're going to hit that thing where you're like, oh, here we go.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. It never it never did get up and go uh, like that. Because so many of their songs do
4: mount to yeah. a crescendo run that blows you out of your chair.
1: And Danny Carey, who I love as a drummer, spent most of the time playing on the, on the toms, on yeah. the tom-toms, instead of getting over to the cymbals and really you know doing it doing a driving home beat but you know i mean it's uh, like anything else it's subjective and you got to spend some time with it if you really want to for i'm i'm not a one listen person no question i usually have to spend some time with music before it really starts to settle in and i yeah. take in all the all the intricacies and the complexities and the the tone and the mood and all that stuff so well, it
4: certainly made me excited to hear the rest of the uh, yeah. stuff
1: yeah which is coming out on the 30th by the way uh somebody said here descending and invincible uh, something on YouTube are downright amazing. Live on YouTube are downright amazing. Okay.
3: Oh, because they. I think in concert they are playing some of the yes. new songs that we haven't heard yet.
1: So. Yeah, they have been uh, messing around with some of these a little bit. So uh, interesting. I'm sure some of the other staff are going to play that again later on today. Uh, so if you caught only, you know, say the last seven minutes of it or so <laughs> and you want to catch the rest of it, You'll have to tune in to uh, Pierre or Jackson. Oh, I know Jackson will play it for that sure. Bad news, Preston. What? OGL got the drop on us. Oh, they did. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, brand new tool on uh, on MMR. It got cold in here,
3: and, and I never complain about the cold because I, I like it being chilly in here. Yeah. But it is uncomfortably cold in well, here. Well,
2: Casey, uh, I'm happy to report that they fixed it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Do you feel it? Yeah.
3: <laughs> When they tell you that
2: yesterday, yeah, we told that.
3: Uh, but I do have good news,
4: Preston. <laughs> All we have to do now is complete the centrifuge, and we're ready for space travel. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I brought
1: I, I, a while back. I brought in this zip-up hoodie, and, oh, I, yeah. and, I, and I put it on. At, there's a point in the morning mm-hmm. where it goes from cold to freezing because it's always a little cold in here. And it goes from cold to freezing, and it just went to freezing. What so. they
2: fixed is that it gets freezing before nine now.
1: Yeah, you're yeah. right. It used to be at nine, right? And now, now it's 8,
2: eight forty-five, it's cold. Nine. Well,
1: <laughs> just put a blanket on. That's it. Casey is literally. He's got his old lady blanket on his lap. Right? You look adorable. Even
2: Casey has a blanket now. <laughs> I love this day. I want to
1: feed you soup. <laughs> hey, I saw this very interesting story. Kathy won't like it, but it's very interesting to most people. Uh, The odds of finding life on the moon have suddenly rocketed skywards. Yes. On the moon? On the moon. And And it's our fault. Space gorillas. Uh, The beings in question came from Earth and were spilled across the landscape when a spacecraft crashed into the surface. Uh, The Israeli Bereshit probe was meant to be the first private lander to touch down on the moon, and all was going smoothly until mission controllers lost contact in April as the robotic craft made its way down. Beyond all the technology that was lost in the crash, Beresheet had an unusual cargo. It had a few thousand tiny uh, tardigrades, which are the toughest animals on Earth. Oh, yeah. Incredibly
4: resilient. They they look like... you always see those those pictures of these microscopic creatures, and that's what they, they look like. They're in, uh, those.
6: they're in Ant-Man, They right? are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, there was an episode of Family Guy where uh, Stewie shrunk him and Brian down <laughs> right, and we were yeah. hanging out with him as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: great. Well, now the organization behind the tardigrades trip, the U.S.-based Arch Mission Foundation, whose goal is to find a backup for Earth, has said the organisms may well have shrugged off the collision. Uh, This is according to Nova Spivak, the organization's founder. He said, our payload may be the only surviving thing from that mission. Uh, Tardigrades have fascinated scientists since their discovery in the 18th century by the German zoologist and pastor uh, Johann uh, August Ephraim Goez. uh, The millimeter-long animal, sometimes known as water bears or moss piglets, after their, uh, their favorite environment and food resembled cheerful eight-legged maggots wearing distinctly sphincter-like faces. Well, they've changed since the crash, Preston. <laughs> So, tardigrades are considered the hardest animals on Earth. They have been found on mountaintops, in scorching deserts, and lurking in subglacial lakes in Antarctica. You can't kill them! In his book, The Hidden Powers of Animals, Dr. Carl Schuker claimed the beast survived being frozen in liquid helium and being boiled at 149 degrees centigrade.
4: You Uh, know what, though? You know what I bet would kill them? The environmental system in this building. uh, Probably.
1: (laughs) The tardigrade secret is the uh, ability to shrivel into a seed-like pod. My genitals do that. Expelling nearly all of its water and slashing its metabolism. Uh, in what's called the ton state, the animals can hunker down and survive conditions that would normally be swiftly fatal. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That
4: somehow nature decided that these are the things that need to survive. In 2007. Not cheerleaders.
1: Uh, <laughs> In 2007, scientists discovered that inactive tardigrades are so tough they can survive the harsh radiation and frigid vacuum of space travel. Yeah. So, you know, this is, there's so
4: many science fiction stories that, that, in fact, there was a movie out just a while ago, Life, Yeah. Uh, where they encounter something that's a very sort of microbial mm-hmm. thing that automatically starts becoming something horrific. Yep. But, you know, your mind starts reeling. You know what's what are these things? What's going to happen to them?
1: Tardigrades can survive pressures that are comparable to those created when asteroids strike Earth. Uh, so a small crash like this is nothing to them. They, they almost, laugh it off. They could potentially survive on the Moon for years. Um, uh, dehydrated tardigrades have been revived after years. In an inactive state by plunging them into water. Once rehydrated, the animals become active again and feed and produce as normal. Isn't that wild? It is amazing. So there could be living creatures on the moon that we sent there. What if they greet us? Uh, yeah, someday they Welcome. Uh, tend to evolve or something like that. Man. Father. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they. Uh, it's
4: such a weird creature too, because it, it really it does have a, a like a, a distended
1: sphincter for a face. Yeah, and that's unattractive. I mean, it's it's fascinating to me because, and it all depends on what your beliefs are and, and what your maybe what your religion is as well. The origin of of human beings here on yeah. Earth, but the, some scientists, you know, may believe some. Foreign matter had had arrived here from i uh, don't know of an asteroid of some type and and had started the the beginnings of of uh, existence for living creatures two thousand
4: and one is sort of the you know the the um sort of finessing along of evolution by alien forces. Right. You right. never
1: know. Yeah, you don't know. So
4: I think a lot of it is probably runs parallel and concurrent to the greatest American hero. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. What's the theory there? That, uh, that you remember the story? <laughs> that the aliens <laughs> can make us superheroes at a whim? Yeah, they left that suit for him. Yeah.
3: I don't remember the genesis of
4: oh, yeah. that. The original
3: I, suit was made for one of these creatures, one of these sphincter faces. I, uh... I <laughs> All right, here's the Casey tangent. Uh, I joined uh, the football team, I-, I think, entirely too I'll young. never
4: forget when I joined the football team.
3: <laughs> I, uh, so my brother, my older brother, played football, and I wanted to play football with him so bad. So, <laughs> yes. so I joined tackle football uh, entirely too young. I was small, and I ended up playing with guys that were, like, two years older than me, and okay. at that age, that's a lot. I got hit so hard in practice one time. I went flying like five yards. Okay, and then they every single time he came to practice after that, they sang that song to me because remember he could fly, but he never could land. Yeah, yeah. and so they believe
4: they, it or not. Yeah, a- so
3: they 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 would sing the greatest American hero to me because I, I went flying so far, so I quit the team. I quit Aww. the team because of that. Was it that or because they kept putting beef jerky up your butt? Well, I mean, it could have actually been the fact that, like, I, I got hurt pretty bad. But yeah. I think it was the, the singing of the song when I came back to practice. I was like, I'm done. I'm quitting. So that show,
6: that show was only on for two years, yeah. uh, 81 to 83. And, uh, Steve, I didn't know the genesis of the story either. But so the, the group of the aliens gives him a red and black suit that gives him his powers. So the aliens had a human sized suit that they dropped off on our planet. Right. Yes, and, and they the- would talk to them through the radio.
4: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
6: You don't remember? No, no. I remember the flying and the not landing. Yeah. And the song. And the
4: song. Mm-hmm. They made a movie out of it called The Color Purple. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they did not. That was. A- oh, it's an entirely different story. Steven Spielberg <laughs> oh. directed
1: that, and it was about um, oh, African Americans. Right? And uh, yeah, right, yeah, I remember that. It abu- had nothing to do no yeah, super suit. So Nobody
4: flew. I got confused. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it <laughs> it was in that movie, man. Yeah,
4: I, I, I'm misremembering. <laughs>
6: what
3: was the theme song you remembered yesterday, Casey? Oh, it's a living. It's that a living. was a oh, couple of days ago. That was a, a good
1: one. Okay,
4: that has nothing to do with these uh, Israeli uh, parasites. No, no, they on a, really? the moon. There's uh, right. You said well, it was, no.
1: It was an Israeli. No, the the U S sent them up there. It was, uh no. the, but they're they're Jewish. The U S based Arch Mission <laughs> Foundation. <laughs> Uh, it was behind that trip, but oh. it was sent up with a Jewish crew. No, it was, <laughs> it was an, Israeli probe, an, um, an Israeli probe. An Israeli probe. An Israeli Beresheet probe that was uh, sent up. And it was uh, meant to be the first private lander to touch down on the moon, but it crashed.
4: Beresheets are what? Bear sleep on
1: them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of other technological advances, an artificial tongue <laughs> that can taste minute differences between varieties of Scotch whiskey could be the key to identifying counterfeit alcohol. Scientists. I was watching this story yesterday,
4: and the guy—I guess the guy who invented it—president has a really thick Scottish brogue. Yeah, so, so
1: they're engineers from the University of, of Glasgow and uh, Strathclyde in Scotland that created yeah. this. Yes, so so and and it can—the whole purpose is to distinguish
4: um, knockoff scotch basically Count, counterfeit, counterfeit alcohol
1: wow well because you're talking about um you know big money when, yes. when it comes to also some uh, brands of alcohol
4: potential deadly elements as we're that learning too, about yeah. knock- knockoff liquor can be made without the same um restrictions and oversight and it can cause people to get sick
1: and die analysis of the results allowed the scientists to identify the samples from uh, glenn fittich glenn marnock and Lefrig. With more than 99% accuracy.
4: Listen, Angus, I'm taking this home for the weekend. It's the missus' birthday.
1: Yeah, it's the uh, artificial (laughs) tongue... <laughs> the Here,
4: sit, sit on this for
1: about an hour. The study invo- you'll be
4: seeing a Israeli parasites in no time
1: involving uh, arranging submicroscopic slices of the two metals in a checkerboard pattern or, of taste buds. Look at that tongue go, which are around five hundred times smaller than those uh, on a human tongue. So. The scientists measured the uh, plasmonic resonance or the tiny difference in how much light they absorb to identify the types of whiskey. You think about the sensitivity of at least to distinguish taste and
4: variations in taste. I just I naturally assume that animals have a more. Which animal or which which animal on Earth has the most sensitive and uh, uh, acute taste system. I don't know.
2: See, I would think that they would have less than us. That's
3: because they'll... they eat their own
4: poop. yeah, well, we Because
2: they'll eat anything.
3: Yeah, yeah but if you think about, you know, <laughs> I've got a lot of thinking about this, Kathy. <laughs> I think because Is another football story? It's not uh, a football <laughs> story. No, it's just a theory okay. that th- their senses are so acute, their sense of smell and all that sort of stuff, that they can sort of get past the grossness of things. And, and, and they're, they boor- s- they're bored with the good tasting yeah. stuff.
2: They can smell the good in poop?
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and essentially, that's what they're going for. <laughs> like, like, like oh. it's like don't tell him about the poop, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't let me eat the hamburger last yeah. night, right? Uh, but I can, I can taste the hamburger nah. in, the, in the poop. <laughs> well, I would think that it varies from. Are you are you mainly talking about dogs? Well, I thought you guys were talking about dogs, but. No, you're just talking about animals in general. Yeah, but dogs. I was mainly talking about dogs. dogs. Okay, well, I would imagine it varies from species or from uh, breed to breed. Yeah, but that's that's a guess as well.
4: Scottish dogs probably taste more.
1: Uh, Yes, of the whiskey. So the project could be extended to tasting other liquids, said the paper's lead author. He said, while we're focused on whiskey in this experiment, uh, he said the artificial tongue. Uh, could easily be used to taste virtually any liquid, which means it could be used for a wide variety of applications. Will this be the companion piece to the to the Fleshlight? <laughs> Maybe. Or the uh, the <laughs> Uh It could be used in food safety testing, quality control, security. Frat parties. Really any area where a portable, reasonable method of tasting would be useful. But one whiskey expert casts doubt on the artificial tongue's effectiveness, Charles McLean. This is a crock of crap. A hey, master. You and
4: your stupid tongue. Uh, I, I see right through your ruse, you knob niffler <laughs> That's a Scottish insult, <laughs> a is
5: Nippler?
4: it? I just made it. It up. is now.
1: <laughs> you knob niffler <laughs> niffling knobs all day. No, his his title is he is a master of the quach. You're a master of the quetch. the scotch. You wee weenied prick. The. <laughs> <laughs> The Scotch whiskey industry's highest accolade. Oh, it's a compliment I just paid. Yeah, I didn't even know it. Is master of the quiche, by the way. You're a master of the quiche. Master of the quiche. And your wife is a master of the quiche. Yes. <laughs> you tongue-building ass. Uh, he said, flavor assessment in the whiskey industry is done by smell, taste, and texture. They're the, three R's. Of all, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm Scottish. <laughs> of all the senses employed, smell is the most important, he says. Absolutely. Whiskey blenders and quality assessors rely entirely. Just stick your tongue in your nose. Uh, and On smell. Right. There are professional tasters out there that make loads of money. I remember reading an article about a guy who had worked at a, and I forgot which, uh, which whiskey company he worked for, which distiller. Thunderbird. And they put they put them through and how they tell how sharp your palate is, is they put you through a series of, of testing where they know the makeup of each thing that you're testing. And if you're able to identify notes or hints of these things in everything that you test, you're you're graded on it. And some people are just very sensitive to there it. There are people who can
4: discern mm-hmm. the the smallest elements of things. And so for the same reason that you have these people who are, are paid for their uh, olfactory senses who can with perfumes. Yeah, yeah. Can, same can, can, thing. Yeah, and if you you're, you
3: just have the genetic ability to do that. Do you think Kathy would do, uh, of all of us, do you think Kathy has the strongest sense of smell? Yeah. I,
4: I think she to. does. I also think she can probably discern the hottest fruits. Yes. <laughs> so do
6: you think if you are able to um, do something like the, you were talking about with the, with the perfume, Steve, like olfactory senses, would that translate to somebody who is able to then discern the
1: differences between scotch or whatever?
4: I think they, they do go hand in hand, smell yeah. and taste. So yeah, or a nose and a tongue and
1: nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyhow, they made a, they made an artificial tongue. You made and
4: Look at you. Yeah. You finally live in the dream. You made your
1: stupid-ass
4: tongue. You fake tongue. You freak. You freak nibbler. <laughs> <laughs> frig nibbler. Frig <laughs> nibbler.
0: He's just making things up. I'm making it. them up and they're it.
4: sticking. I love it. I'm rubber, your glue. Yeah, you frig nibbler. <laughs> you frig <freak> nibbler. <laughs> you chowder huffer. A oh Scots, when an angry God. Scotsman says it, it oh, it's carries more weight.
5: <laughs> uh, and
1: in fact, you know what? There's a scene in the um, uh, in uh, Gangs of New York where they're going back and forth with insults. and right, uh, right. And, and Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, he goes, I might take offense at that if I had any <laughs> idea what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lolly gagger. All kinds of weird stuff. Uh, let me see. Let me do one more quick story, and then we'll take a break. Is our next guest ready to go? Yes. Yeah. I believe uh, Will is here, so we'll get to him in just he's a second. He's a race car driver. He is a race car driver. <laughs> that sounded like an insult. Nah, he's tops. <laughs> yeah, that's actually no. That's he's a,
4: a car particular. Ca-
1: that's a compliment. <laughs>
4: Just a carp. tickler? We don't tickler. know. We don't live in Scotland, so no. we don't know that that's that's an actual. That's high
1: praise. How could we know? <laughs> carp tickler. <laughs> One last thing. I saw this story. It says about forty-eight percent of Americans use voice-activated digital assistants. Forty-eight percent. That man, uh, Steve. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something now. When you first got your Amazon Alexa, I'm like, why do you need that? That's yeah. just dumb. Yeah. and look at this half the country has them now
4: and I use I'm I, I see you use yours all the time a, I use A them decent all the time. amount yeah. yeah I do I wake up uh, before I go to bed I put on my makeup and I say <laughs> a little prayer for you no, no uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wake up I ask where the weather's going to be I have the okay. I have the smart the lights the lights turn on I have the TV uh you know all voice commands going uh-huh. on constantly now that's in the bedroom. Uh, but in the boardroom. <laughs> no, yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I use it quite frequently. We have one in our kitchen and I regularly use it for a timer when yeah. cooking uh, because sometimes oh, I'll have a few a different things. Idea. Yeah, I'll have a few different things going on. And I'll use the timer on my oven. But if I have, if I have something else that I yeah. want to time, I'll just say, hey, and I won't say her name here because I'll, I'll yeah. Or actually Alexa set a five minute timer. Yeah. You know, something like that. And uh, and so I'll have another timer ready to go. And I also use Siri for that, too, on my phone.
2: I use Siri and Alexa a lot more now. I'm starting to use it more and more. Um, but I, I lost my phone yesterday for like a good two hours. It was so annoying. Uh, and I asked Alexa to find it. I thought she was gonna be, gonna, going to be able to find it. She took me through.
4: That's a different platform, Jagoff. Well, she
2: took me through a few steps and she was like one last step and then I can help you find your phone. And it was to read off the uh, the code, the numerical code that she had texted me. I'm like, well, if I had my damn phone, I wouldn't be asking you to help me me. find it.
4: So uh, with your phone, do you have, um, do you have, a a, you you use the cloud at all? Yeah. Okay. So you can go to, it's, it's, I'll show you this. It's, it's, uh. I'll show you the site to go to Find My iPhone. Mm-hmm. and it, it Well, I
2: have that. On the, on your
4: laptop. You yeah, it yeah. It laptop. I, I
2: have it on my computer at home, but it just shows you, it doesn't show, like it wouldn't show me where in the house yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. which room it is. It, it, I knew you, it was you, in the house.
1: You can have it beep the phone.
2: Oh, it'll, it, so then it I can find beep the, the, phone. Phone. the noise. Even okay. if it's
1: on, uh, even if it's on vibrate? So, yes. It, on it, mute? It, it overrides that and it will okay. beep the phone.
3: Okay, where was
1: it, Kath?
2: Oh, it was just sitting in the bathroom. Yeah.
1: So, in so, for, so, forty-eight percent of Americans <laughs> use voice-activated digital assistants. Thirty-three percent more say they intend to buy one within the next three years, according to a the survey. Sixty-nine percent use the devices every day. Uh, Amazon Echo and Google Home are the brands that currently dominate the market, and people use the devices to make purchases, book rides, control smart home devices, and more. Just one
4: thing, and Kathy. Uh, uh, um For you and for, I find, having the show, the one with the screen, if you have that in the kitchen, and I also have it where I'm starting to do my big boy workman, you know, working uh, tool, uh, you know, uh, woodworking, you have the screen there and you can see how do you... Yeah, pull up a video. It'll pop up a video right while you're doing it. It's very handy.
2: I didn't know. So Alexa can have a screen? Yeah.
4: So you get the show. Yeah. Call the show. It has a screen on Uh, it. faux show. And uh, right you'll say, if you're making something or uh, cooking something, whatever
1: you're doing, it'll provide
4: a video.
2: Oh, yep. that's a good idea. Yeah. I by love the that. way,
1: everybody's texting me who now is a five-minute timer running <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> uh, at home. So but that'll just, you know, it'll go off and just turn it off.
3: You yeah. can use that as a radio, too, by the way. Yes, you can. Oh. Say,
1: say open WMMR or open Preston and Steve. You have to use the word open, and uh, it'll come up on your device. And if, then, if, if you need to format it the first time, it's easy to do. But You left at the second part. Block all other stations. Yes, block all other (laughs) stations as well. All right, listen, I want to take a break uh, because we have uh, the winner of the 2018 Indy 500, uh, Will Power, waiting in our studio. He's going to be uh, driving and going for the win at the ABC Supply 500 at Pocono Raceway coming up on the 18th. So we'll get him in here in just a moment. More stuff coming up. Stay with us. We'll be back in a second.
7: What's new? Glad you asked.
5: Disturbed. Revivalists. motionless and white the
7: new music more of everything that rocks on 93.3 WMMR
1: if you are a fan of motorsports, uh, specifically IndyCar racing, you certainly know our next guest. He returns to our studio. He has uh, been the runner-up in the Indy 500 four times in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2016, and then took the checkered flag in 2018. Awesome. Going to be racing at Pocono uh, coming up on the 18th. Please welcome Mr. Will Power. Yeah. 2 hours to our What's show. Up? Good to see you again, Will. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, we were, we were talking, you're, you're racing in Indianapolis on uh, August 18th. In the meantime, kind of go around. Were, this, we're your first stop on the promo tour, uh, getting yes. ready for
8: this? yep. It's the first stop for the day. Just flew in, actually, last night. I'm just here um, checking Richard. out some yeah. historical stuff today. I didn't realize, like... Uh, this is where the Constitution was written. Really? And the uh, <laughs> Declaration of Independence yeah, That's yeah pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. No, it is so, cool. Uh, yeah, and believe
4: um, it or not, it's, it's well worth seeing. I, I can yeah. tell you to skip the Liberty Bell. I mean, it's wonderful, but it's a cracked bell. Okay. I, I gave it away. But, but the, there's <laughs> a lot of st- cool stuff down there. And the Constitution Center is really worth checking out. It's, 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 it's a lovely area.
8: Yeah, no, yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. I actually, I just got my citizenship, so ah. I had to do the test, and you had to study all that stuff, so yeah. it, it means something to so me. So you get to go yeah. and see this stuff firsthand for what you've been saying. Um, That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, we're, we're happy was, to was have that, you. Was it a difficult test? I've never talked to anybody who's taking um, a citizenship test. Oh, it, it, like, you have to learn, I think it was, uh, you had to learn like 100 questions that they potentially could ask you, right? and then you go in and for an interview, and, um, uh, yeah, it was reasonably easy i I mean i studied right i I did my homework i had
2: a friend who failed five times no my god
8: (laughs) what's uh, an actual you
6: gotta gotta do your homework yeah what was the the nationality of your friend
2: uh she was
4: american (laughs) no no, 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 i
2: forget exactly what country country she was from but uh, she was latino okay i wonder if i would fail
4: they That's... actually they've given the test to people who who are American citizens who have failed, and it's it's not it's
8: not uncommon so actually yeah. you, you, a lot of
4: times you'll find recent
8: yeah uh, a, a recent... lot of my American friends are like i right. would, yeah. n- i' don't, I would know none of those questions <laughs> right. Uh, right. by the way I, I think press
3: you had said that he was going to be in Indy on August eighteenth it yeah. is it spoken Poc- I was going to correct him I, but know. I, I, I oh, feel did like
0: i like I'm sorry I'd be say awkward. Pocono.
3: Uh, so i just wanted to correct that for anybody that was listening that okay um, so yeah yeah, but you're racing pocono Pocono on august 18th you've had some success at pocono raceway have you not
8: i have yeah it's um it's been a great track for me i won uh i won back-to-back races there finished second last year it's it's actually what something's pretty cool about the track it's got the world's longest bathroom like, like seriously, longest. Really? It's like about half a mile or something. <laughs> you learned oh, that for the US uh, test. <laughs> it was a part of the test. They didn't ask the question, but yeah, you <laughs> yes. need to know that.
4: It's funny for you to say that 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 because Poc- Pocono can is is a as an enigma to a lot of racers. They they don't you know the configuration. It's it's a cool yeah. track. It's so sprawling. It is. What, what, uh, what do you yeah, like? Well,
8: okay. it's cool because there's only three corners. You know, most ovals have four corners. Right. And, you know, kind of looks like two corners, but it's like a triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, very difficult. Really hard to get the car right. Every corner is different, and just the speeds and it's just nuts. Like yeah, the two hundred twenty mile an hour you know, wide open in turn one. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because the um,
1: um, the angle, uh, the, the bank, is it yeah. gets less and less the more you go around. It's,
8: it's the most banked on the first turn, a little less in the next, and yeah.
1: almost flat on the third. Yeah,
8: exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's really hard to get the car set up and um, get it handling well for all corners, but uh, it, that's what makes it a cool track. So would you call it more a thinking man's track then, I Definitely guess? Definitely more of a driver's track as okay. far as super speedways go. Yeah. Um, you know, it it's it certainly... Pays off if you if you you know know your lines, um, you know very good at giving feedback to your engineers to get the car set up for three different corners. So it's a lot
4: more complex than than a sport that a lot of people will give it
8: credit for because
4: yeah. just doing like you know, um, Gran Turismo, the video games, which are nowhere yeah. near. And you know, we we talked about this. I think maybe the last time you were here, and then simulations. Uh, there are ways to play those games where you where you just gun it and you yeah. know and 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 there but there they, there's you can see where a racer, you know, you've just you've got it's a it's a game of chess. You gotta, you know, you yeah, all the players it playing is.
8: against you, and that's it. It's actually it's amazing the amount of uh, uh, homework and study that goes into a race weekend with all the data that's available, the sensors on the car. Is These it ever days, too much? Is it ever too much? Do you it, do, actually? We got to a point when we were running four cars. It's just too much data to digest over a weekend you come and you got four cars worth of data right and you know and you uh you know as a driver you're looking at the speed traces so you can see where your teammates faster or slower you can see your steer angle throttle position (laughs) brake position um now we have this thing called dartfish where they'll film the track uh uh, they'll film you know a, a sector of the track and they can actually put a shadow car over your car from other teams where you don't get their data. So you get all that as well. So you're, you can see, like, oh, yeah, he's just carrying a bit more speed there or he uses more curb or more road. And as, um, you're, as you're driving,
4: can you uh, – so I, you're in communication, yes? Uh, yeah, you are. You are. You're on the radio. but um, But can uh, you – I assume it has to be a balance between the visceral – thing of being a driver, what you're good at, just naturally, and then taking and using what information you need to use and discarding what is too much,
8: right? All, yeah. all in the moment. You, um, yeah, I mean, you look at, after a session, you'll look at some data and I've got very good at visualizing that into what that would look like actually on the track. That, that's the real art of it, is that you can look at a graph on a screen and the graph is speed. And you can see where he's carrying more speed or throttle or brake. Wow. Um, and you can actually go implement that on the track at the exact spot on the track. That's and amazing. And that's that's what you got to get very good at. But on, on the track, you have a spotter. At like a, at Pocono, you actually have two spotters talking to you the whole time um, if there's cars around you. Not the whole time, but, you know, if a car's... He comes in with within five car lengths. He'll be saying five back, or if he's looking inside, he's looking inside or inside outside, two back, three wide. Hmm. Even set, on, on some restarts, it's been seven wide. So you as calling <laughs> like three outside, two inside. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, crazy. so crazy.
4: As, as a ca- as an observer, we've gone to you know these 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 races fairly fairly often, all, all different different kinds, and uh, a lot of times it gets hard to know. Who's in the so we're we're viewers we're up you know we're, yeah. we're looking and from different angles and it's hard to who's in the lead who's you know who's a, who's ahead you as the driver in the moment you you would have to have that information to know to yeah. to plan out your course of action
8: uh well, yeah I mean you're kind of. There are times where I don't even know what position I'm in. Oh, you don't? I have no clue. All he, right. I'm just He's yeah. just calling what's around you, what's going on, and you're just doing your absolute best at the time. Okay. Because um, sometimes if you're back past fifth place, you just you kind of don't know what position you are. You know you're kind of in the game, but um, yeah. Um, I'm, I, I love this because we all drive, so, yes.
1: we, so we have that in common with you. You're doing it for sport, but obviously yeah. that's why I think we're so fascinated by uh, motorsports because we – do you know we we're doing the basic operations that you're doing at a completely yeah. different level obviously yeah. so i love the i love when there's some things in common with what we as regular commuting driver will do that you might do on the track so here's a question for you when you're driving and um do you ever, every now and then, even though you know it's futile and they won't hear you whatsoever, say something like, would you just get off
8: my ass already?
1: <laughs> you know, will you yell at another driver knowing they can't hear you? Or do, do, does emotion get caught up like that? Definitely. Okay. Yeah.
8: Well, the right. thing is, you have a radio, so. They hear? You can at least talk to somebody, you, right? Yeah. People, yeah. like, and fans can listen to that radio. Oh, and no. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And I, I have absolutely gone off. Like, other drivers have gone off their nut, but I have too. I've just. Like you've you've got a, I mean the the TV senses it, but they'll pick some of it up and they'll bleep it, so they'll hear your rant, yeah. will, so you can absolutely go off at another driver. If, and that happens all the time.
1: Will you every now and then?
8: It, it dawns on you. Oh wow. Okay.
1: There's there, there are other ears in these. Have you ever? spoken to the people that are that are listening with those uh 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 you know the uh, the receivers the fans, yeah i said.
8: have no, I said like it's hey, back to the sorry team dead, yeah like, you know. i know what you mean i have actually apologized before <laughs> knowing that other people might be listening though okay. i guess i have like gone off my nut at the team <laughs> yeah because they made it it would have would have been a call that i didn't like or something like that but yeah you gotta <laughs> i i I, 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 you know, I just think the TV knows that they have got to filter it. It's, yeah. it's going to be some yeah, nasty the language. Job. Yes. Well, the, the tech yeah. in the car and the tech for fans is
6: second to none because I, I was at a race uh, not that long ago, and the ability for a fan. Uh, to see inside the car and to hear the communication, I had no yeah. idea how evolved it's become.
8: Oh yeah, it's 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 you know especially with all the technology now. I mean, you can be on your phone watching the in car, yeah. listening to the radio, right? Listening to the spot, listening to communication, Listen to actually you have live data as well throttle position, steer. It's 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 nuts. It's um you can really immerse yourself if you're uh, you know really into that uh, fan. Can really oh uh, get the, the full experience. It's pretty cool. I was at a race where
4: where a kid laid out. He had all the the, the drivers that he loved and had the, his little uh, models of their cars in front of him and in their <laughs> positions. It was this, yeah. you know this and and the dad and they were doing exactly what you were saying, watching on the phone. Yeah, they yeah. were listening on he- on these uh, large headphones. Yeah, and yeah. getting the whole thing just immersed in it.
8: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's 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 and that's just going to get more and more it, uh, as we go. So, so with this,
4: uh, you know, and we've asked this before, um, you know, with 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 this this uh, race and with it with the track and everything, and, and you're in there, and we've had a couple of heat waves and so on and so forth. I know it's just hot in general down mm. there. Yeah. Uh, how do you stay sufficiently hydrated? Uh, you know, yeah. because you're, I know you've got to be dropping tons of water weight as you're as you're
8: driving. You just, yeah. You're just naturally yeah. going
4: to sweat your ass off.
8: You are, yeah. and um, you actually have a water bottle in the car. Yeah, so, you don't go.
4: You don't just tear through that quickly.
8: You can, so but you got to be. You, you, you know, <laughs> I think we. In my case, I'm allowed to have a liter and a half of water. I don't all know right. what that is in language over here, but that's it's, forty gallons. It's not that much. <laughs> it's not that much. Yeah, it's a, no. yeah, it's like a a small bottle and a half. So you have to yeah. hydrate all week. Yeah, yeah and so not just yeah. that to... But actually, at the last race, the water the. Um, bite nipple came off, and it just was spraying everywhere. And I was like, I was trying to drink as much as possible because it's, I was it. like, it's going to be gone. So yeah. I'm like, and you're actually losing time as you're doing that, like yeah. trying to focus on water bottle spraying everywhere. And he just like you're not eating French yeah. fries on the paddock. No, yeah, exactly. When you do
3: uh, like a pit stop, will. Will they change out the water bottle? No. Or they don't have enough time no, no, to do that. They can't do that. No, wow.
8: No, so you just have the amount that they put in there, and, and that's what you got. Honestly, I don't know why they can't attach one of those large sort of gerbil water bottles to the side of the car.
0: <laughs>
2: well, That's kind yeah. of what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> what is the fastest you go?
8: Um, at Indy qualifying, it's uh, 240, 240-something.
2: 240.
8: Okay. Something, 240. Yeah. 240. <laughs> it's not so... Well, what about um, what about Pocono? Pocono would be two twenty five. Which which
3: which straightaway we, is it up, after?
8: It would be on the. Uh, I'm going to say it depends on the wind direction, but I reckon the front straight. You'd really, be, um, after turn three, be two twenty five. How yeah. aware do you have to be of wind direction? Uh, pretty aware. Like you look at the windsock. Right um, at Indianapolis, you look at the windsock. I don't know if they got one at Pocono, but. Uh, very aware of the wind. If wind. Wind makes a big difference at those speeds. I would imagine because if you're coming into a turn, I know, I know the
4: aerodynamic design of the car is is to yeah.
8: force so, it down on. Yes, the, yeah. but
4: still, if you, if you catch a like a like a like a gust and you're coming around, it can yeah. be nasty, right, yeah. right? A gust
8: can definitely unsettle you. I mean, I've crashed because of a gust before. Really? Yeah, at India, my first year there. So from then on, I was very aware of the wind. Yeah, like, you, you, it's it's amazing how. Bad. The wind can make the car feel, and how good it can make it feel. If you have got wind on the nose into a corner, it really helps the grip.
1: Uh, you know, you'd mentioned uh, restarts earlier, and uh, you know when when there's a when there's a caution flag. I got to feel that sometimes somebody who's got a who's got a a sizable lead and all of a sudden you guys yeah. all have to bunch up together again. I know it's just the nature of the, of the sport. Yeah. But that sometimes that's got to really irk you, I would imagine. Oh yeah. If yeah. you
8: if you've had a big lead, especially a track like Pocono with such a long straight for a restart where a lot of people can draft off you and pass you. Yeah. It is very frustrating. Yeah. Cuz you you know, you've almost you've probably got the race one 10 to go. And there's a restart. It's just anything can happen. Anything at that point. can happen. I mean, you can drop five positions like that. Who's yeah. the best? Who's the best?
4: So we hear drafting, and we know how important it is to racing. Who Who is the driver besides
8: yourself? Uh, <laughs> who
4: employs? Who you've seen just master the art of drafting to their advantage?
8: oh yeah it, it depends on the track science. and the, yeah. the time um the, the thing is now everyone's good at it oh like, are they everyone's good at it like, there's nothing left on the table anymore mm-hmm. like everyone's good at restarts everyone's good at drafting everyone's good at you know you got to actually find the clean air you know what i mean like the because we rely so heavily on aerodynamics do you feel it but, when you get in it Can, oh yeah you, you sense you it immediately f- you follow a car you get a lot of turbulent air okay and you lose about 30 percent of your grip so you get, run half car out of someone you can notice the difference of uh, cleaner air and you're
4: all the while you're going at, at like 220 miles yeah, an hour Yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah
8: that's wow. that's why the wake's so nasty behind the cars So God. being in the sport
1: for as, uh, as long as you have them um, uh, you know obviously you focus on the one thing you do uh and that's uh, racing in, in within you know Indycar in the Indycar world but have have you ever wanted to just for fun uh, get in some other uh, motorsport vehicles and just try them out?
8: Yeah, I would love to try NASCAR. Okay. Just, just on an oval, just to see what that's like. Just see what, what it, it feels like? I've done. You know, spent so much time in open wheel cars, I kind of craving racing like a gt or something you know <laughs> something with a roof over it just just because it'd be a different sort of discipline yeah have you ever gotten in a in a top fuel vehicle uh for no fun? actually i've been i've been to the four wide there at charlotte's unbelievable it's crazy like, nuts man yeah i do 300 mile now <laughs> it's nuts. yeah even those nascar guys will, will hop in the truck <laughs> You know, they yeah. do truck racing and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's,
3: still, it's a whole race weekend and stuff. What about yeah, tr- tr- drag racing? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? The drag racing? Yeah, that's top fuel. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, fuel. is yeah. to it as? Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's.
4: I mean... it's crazy. Mm-hmm. My good friend Dwayne goes on and actually actually used to work on those cars, and, they're, and you're basically... Yeah. It, you just pray it stays on the track there's so <laughs> much power to seriously, it seriously
8: yeah i mean i i just couldn't it just blew me away the first time i saw that <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, a friend of mine has done some of these uh you know these 24 hour races he's involved in in motorsports as well and uh, i went over his house he was showing his his race car and he also he had a, a go-kart sitting there and his son had been doing Zoom go kart racing. He goes, "Yeah, that thing goes eighty miles an hour. What?
8: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, like it's a yeah. tiny. Did you start in uh, in go karts?
8: Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. I've, I've got like three go-karts, uh, uh, go karts back that, at Charlotte. Yeah, that, that are, go that fast. Yeah, there's some. Oh man, there's some nuts. Uh, I mean, it's a great sport actually. Yeah, if what you want the, pure racing, right? Um, go karting's awesome. <laughs> like so, there's an event in Vegas called the Grand. Uh, I think it's, what's it was a Super Nationals. But it's um, it's it's actually at the Rio in the car park. Yeah, they park have it not,
3: around here. They do have go kart. Listen, yeah. I, mean, I grew up doing all the other things. So of course my kids play baseball and all that stuff. Right, but yeah. uh, when I was at uh, I was at the, the last NASCAR race at Dover, and uh, there was a guy there with his wife and their two kids. They're go kart racers. In fact, yeah. uh, I think they're they they have a
8: team name. They're called Holy Schmidt. I think is that. <laughs> <name. laughs> Uh, no way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the little, oh, yeah you yeah. can make a living racing karts. Yeah. Like, it's a big business. Wow. Like, karting is huge. And it's great racing. Like, very good grounding. We always think of it as just like recreational. Yeah. Right? Not realizing uh, it's a little, it's like, like, a, the, like a pro circuit. You turn up, and there's like full transporters. It looks like a, yeah. a NASCAR race huh. or an IndyCar race. If you're just tuning in, it's uh, Will Power
1: who is here with us. He's going to be racing at uh, Pocono Raceway August 18th. It's the ABC Supply 500 that's taking place. You know, how does someone, though, Will, that, because um, I would imagine like a lot of sports, um, it's expensive to get into the sport. Even things like yeah. hockey, all the gear you have to buy and the time, the ice time and finding the, the time to be able to do that. It's all pretty expensive. Is there an, is there a way for people that don't have very much money to get into auto racing?
8: I mean, go car is probably the cheapest form of, of motorsport and, and a very very, like I said, it's very good grounding. It's, it's pure racing. Um, but even that gets kind of expensive. It's just an expensive sport. It just yeah. simply is. It, it is tough if you don't have the money. Um, you know, it just, I mean, you
1: can find people to back you, right? You can find people yeah. to
8: back you. If you're really good in karts, you, there's teams that will give you free rides. And then obviously, all the way up the ladder, there, there, is, there is those situations if you're very good. Yeah. yeah. I
1: saw, I was, I was flipping around and saw some, uh, uh, motocross. Uh, it might have been the X Games that they were that they were showing, and they had these kids that were, I mean, six, seven, eight years old, uh-huh. and they were riding these uh, electric mini bikes that were hardly going any speed at right, all. Right. But they were racing, man. Yeah. And they, were, they were. You could yep. see that they were. They. Were, it was the building blocks of maybe getting to yeah. eventually taking yeah. the step up to make taking it to a real competitive level. You know, if you start I, I, young,
4: yeah. it gives you at least a little insight to, to, to someone who's yeah. like flirting with the notion, and you know, like would you recommend that occasionally when they're driving to work go
3: 180 miles an hour yeah <laughs>
4: see if you like it yeah.
8: if you want to go to jail
3: definitely do that um,
8: yeah.
3: uh, as an Aussie I don't know if you follow other sports and, and Australians that are that are you uh, competing in sports yeah. in this country but in Philadelphia we have a few Aussies that are that are playing for a sports team we got uh, Ben Simmons and Jonah Bolden play for the Sixers okay uh Jonah's from Melbourne uh I, I think that's where I don't know where uh, Ben's from, but um, and then Jordan, That's Ma- where the Vatican is Jordan Mayeloda. Do you know who he is? I don't
8: actually. I don't know any of that. I've heard of the Simmons. Uh, yeah, yes, well, yeah, he's
3: you know, um, he's going to be a transcendent basketball player. But okay. this, this guy Jordan uh, Mayeloda, he was a rugby player in Australia. Never played a snap of football, no and then way. the Eagles drafted him last year. So uh, yeah, yeah, so he's playing for the for the Eagles now. That's like pretty s- cool. Six foot nine or something like that. He's just oh some, wow, yeah, he's an yeah, absolute yeah, yeah, monster. Yeah.
4: All right, I have to ask this because I'm going to ask it of any Australian because I always contend that Australia is a lovely place, a lovely people, <laughs> but everything there, even the most benign things, uh will kill you, even their yes. butterflies. So, have you ever encountered
8: <laughs> a a, a, <laughs> a funnel web spider? Uh no, redback spider I have. I don't maybe I have seen a funnel web. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Box jellyfish? They yeah, definitely I just wouldn't get in the water with box jellyfish. Saltwater crocodile? (laughs) No, I haven't been up north. I haven't seen one of those. Blue ring ring octopus? Blue ring octopus. Blue ring octopus. octopus. I haven't heard of that one. They're a little little bitty, but they're lethal. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the box jellyfish are the ones that really... Man, you get one of the little tiny spurs or whatever they... If you get that, you will are they kill you. Do you ever are you, yeah. you ever
4: at a beach and they just say okay, all right, everyone
8: out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't think I've ever been. Like I I, I think if it was box jellyfish, I mean, you just seriously. Run. I don't. I I think they're only up north. Okay, I, so north. I can't say avoid that, the north. I can't remember because I spent a lot of time at the beach as a kid and um, never had I, an I issue. Never ever had an issue where you couldn't go in because of. Bo- we had blue bottle. Blue bottle stingray the hell thing. Is that? Blue bottle. It's called like a kind of like a blue bottle with, <laughs> a, with a with tentacle off the back that stings you. Okay, whatever that is. Yeah. All right. So, oh, oh the, like the bar, like, the, like 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 oh, Wow. The, yeah. Steve no, uh, not like the bar. But it's uh, like a. It looks like just a piece of string, but it. Apparently oh, there you go. What's nasty. the bird
3: that'll kill you?
1: Cassowary? Yeah, yeah it's got the
3: big. Cass-
8: be- nah, no. <laughs> Cassowary? Serious?
1: Yeah,
3: yeah.
8: Cassowary. what? Yeah. Yes. The big
1: feathers?
8: No. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's got. They kill you? It got like a big claw on there, like a
8: velociraptor on there. Yeah. Oh they my can god. Kick you with it, I've so. seen plenty of them. I haven't been. I've seen anyone. <laughs> We've attacked. heard
4: the, the Australian teddy bears can kill you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. They, it just, Killer it's just koalas. The, the image we get yeah. is that there's so many wonderful things there, but so many things
8: are lethal in there. Yeah, a lot of snakes. and spiders that will kill you i've been watching
2: a lot <laughs> of uh, right. a lot of shark shows with my eight-year-old he's big into that and they focus a lot on australia. australia
8: yeah i've been i've been swimming in the water when there's been like a well it was an eight like an eight meter shark or something oh, ridiculous. My God. that's 24 <laughs> feet that's, that's yeah, huge huge yeah. shark uh but yeah a lot of sharks uh yeah i've spent a lot of time in the ocean i've never all right i've still got all my limbs. So. <laughs>
1: Here we go. Here's, yeah, yeah. Here's a bit of information about the cassowary. It says the inner or second of the three toes is fitted with a long, straight, murderous nail, <laughs> no murderous nail. which can sever an arm or eviscerate no. an abdomen <laughs> with ease. You're joking. Sever an arm.
8: There's no way. <laughs> there are
5: many are you records. kidding?
1: There are many records of
8: natives being killed the by The cassowary is bird. the thing with the big feathers. They strong, right? right? Yeah, There's like a I mean, I, I just can't believe it. I'm going to be scared <laughs> next so when we go back, let's see one of these he bloody cassowaries I
0: not even know
2: You
8: could like chop this. your arm off, what happened? You get bitten by a shark, no, a cassowary It'd be like a sad story Like you'd want to say, yeah, it was a shark It was, shark, it was like, yeah. no, it was a cassowary, man, it no. took my arm off It's a good
4: oh, thing yeah, you took man. that citizen test
6: God,
8: man, oh, man. There yeah. yeah,
4: seriously it's like, it's like, I know, it's a bird with decorative plumage. Yeah
1: <laughs> Wow uh, where, where do you reside in the U.S. now, Will? Uh, in Charlotte
8: Okay uh,
3: yeah. There's a lot of racers down there. Do you guys yeah. um I don't know, do you guys
8: all hang out? Uh no, but <laughs> <it's> the competitors <laughs> go. No, to the actually it's, it's, it, there is a lot of race teams there, but they're all NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so right. yeah, I do see a few of the drivers time to time, do a bit of exercise with them and such. What's your favorite movie about uh, racing? Oh, days of thunder! Days really? of thunder! No kidding. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? That barn. I live right near that barn that was in that movie. Okay. The barn is where he's there. building the car. Yeah. Okay. It's right. It's like It's like falling apart, and they won't knock it down. But yeah. You What's, know what though? Here, the the one thing I hate about
1: that movie though, Will, is they're they're interviewing Carrie uh, Elway's, who's yeah, the guy yeah. who's you know on the same team, and and eventually he's not on the team, and he goes, yeah, well, if he tries anything, uh, I'm gonna put
8: him in the wall. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, they would fire your ass right then and there if you were to say something oh, he's like on, that. Well, on the same team. Yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah. the same team. Yeah, I'm going to no, kill they,
1: him. They, they were on the same team, then they weren't. And then, and then he Is goes, it, yeah, I if don't... he
8: tries anything out there, I'm going to put him in the wall. Oh, I'm like, dude, NASCAR they... drivers would say that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously? You they say were, say even IndyCar like that. driver would say, next time he does that, I'm going to put him in the wall. <laughs> you would actually say that.
1: Really? Yeah. All right. Then I'm way off base. You, I thought- you would.
8: I, that's actually something you would definitely say, say. and you would say it personally to... Someone to their face. Like so you do that again, I'll put you in the wall. Wow! Yeah. Is it
4: that overt, or do you say I'm going to bring, I'm going to put a large bird with a claw in your <laughs> you, do, you do that <laughs> again, I'm
8: bringing my Casper round yeah. to visit you. <laughs>
2: I'd be like, what's this guy talking yeah.
4: about? yeah. You know, exactly. he's going to give me a bird. You know, it's. Uh, I, I think it's a good movie. I don't know if you agree. If you saw it, the, the Ron Howard movie Rush.
8: Uh, yes actually that was a very well done yeah very very well done do very they realistic.
4: capture okay so they yeah that, that seems to capture was, the reality
8: of, of race car yeah driving. that was pretty that was pretty especially you know the history of that well during that era yeah, yeah. Of, of racing of nikki Louder and um james hunt yeah i mean that was a very well done movie um. Somebody texted in and said, did Will do the voice of the dentist in Finding Nemo? Because he
1: sounds just like a... No, but you did do the voice in another animated movie, right?
8: I did. Uh, yeah, I had a tiny part in... Um uh, what was it? Turbo. turbo Turbo Turbo? Yeah, yeah. A snail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which was a sort of a racing movie. It was about a snail yeah. that had his souped-up Not... shell or something. Yeah, yeah.
8: That was pretty cool.
1: Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, by the way, we do have some uh, tickets to give away nice. uh, for the race coming up August eighteenth. If you've never been to Pocono, you need to go. It's it's, it's huge. huge. You won't believe it. Yeah, just go and lap it
4: up. No, no pun intended. And yep. uh, and yeah. it, it's just a an incredibly unique course and uh, and a great day.
1: It is. And I have five four packs to give away. Oh wow, so a whole bunch of people we can get on board at two one five two six three WMMR. Let's put you on the list. And i found it at Pocono. It's such a big track best seats up high yes you can yeah. see that whole track it's just gigantic it's the best way to do it i i love going there uh well cool will uh continued success in your career thanks for your visit again today Thank you. uh we wish you uh the best of luck at uh, pocono coming up on the 18th and uh, thanks a lot man yep thanks
8: for having me on guys Our ladies pleasure. and
1: gentlemen will power
8: Yay! on the
1: show we'll take a break and we'll be right back stay with us
0: the President steve show podcast hey! 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Let us do the bizarre file now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Alrighty, let's get
1: into this. Uh, by the way, it is brought to you by the Man Center for the Performing Arts, Greece is coming with orchestra at the man and it's august 15th experiencing unforgettable rock and roll film that defined generations live with orchestra for the first time summer loving never sounded better so cecilia maya uh mile yoga was yeah was left feeling disgusted and humiliated after what was supposed to be a memorable event with her boyfriend's family visiting from germany Mile Yoga, her boyfriend Stefan, and their five-week-old daughter took his parents to the Wings Over Springbank Air Show. Intense winds, though, forced a sudden cancellation, and spectators were sent away. But before they left, Cecilia had to make a pit stop at the portable toilets. She said, I felt the wind move it a little bit. As soon as I was trying to sit, the whole thing went on my back and the door facing downwards, and I couldn't, and I could feel all the water and everything falling on oh. me. It was gross. Oh,
4: my God.
1: She said, I was screaming my lungs off. I saw all the washrooms falling down, and I thought that I was getting a heart attack. I was crazy because I know Cecilia is one is in one of those washrooms, <laughs> Stefan said. So there were five or six of them, and they all tipped over, and that's why they couldn't find me. She said, they didn't know which one I was in. Her boyfriend and his father scrambled to hoist it up enough for her to crawl out. Don't you just want to die at that point? She said, I was in a mess. My hair had toilet paper in it. Oh. And I had blue water, pee water. I saw needles in there. It was disgusting. Beyond being humiliated, she was worried about potential injury. She suffered, suffered some bruises and is still sore. Uh, the wind was exceptionally bad that day, video showed. Uh, bouncy castles uh, were taking flight, the whole deal. Uh, and it's left a couple wondering about those porta potties and their lack of stability to withstand the wind. Yeah, that's a good uh, good issue there to take up. Yeah, air show organizers didn't respond following her request for comment, but she got tipped over and all that stuff flooded. That's her. something
4: you always think
1: about when you oh, go on those things. Oh, what a nightmare that would be. Julia Magnus has rescued more than her fair share of chickens in her time. And the majority of them are coming from Logan Square in Chicago. Why? Magnus, who helped create the chicken rescue group called Chicago Roo Crew, said the uh, group's members have rescued about 20 chickens who were apparently dumped by their owners over the past year. Most of those birds who will likely die if not properly cared for have been found in Logan Square. And Magnus has a theory about what's happening. She said neighborhood hipsters. Think it's trendy to get backyard chickens or live as homesteaders in the city only to realize they don't know what they're doing or they bought a rooster thinking it was a hen and then they abandoned the birds. Are we talking dudes with man buns? Uh, Probably. Yeah. Uh, she said they don't know how to take care of these birds. It's not simple, said Magnus, who has several pet chickens herself. I have many chickens. Uh, these birds are complex, they're intelligent, they have specific needs, and people are getting them on a whim. And they are wonderful lovers. Uh, Christina Zalano, the founder of the Chicago Chicken Rescue, said that her organization has rescued hundreds of birds since starting three years ago. And most of their rescues are coming from Logan Square in Chicago as well. Thank you for uh, attending the first meeting of the
4: Chicken Rescue Society. <laughs> You're welcome. You see that Jenny
6: DeHuff has a, a few chickens? Yes. our uh, writer friend, and she got attacked by the rooster. No. And, uh, and, and she was saying, uh, these are uh, these are not
1: friends. These are wild animals, and they will attack you if they are cornered. By the yeah. way, Steve, at that uh, at that event of the uh, Chicken Rescue Squad, they had uh, Gene Simmons was their <laughs> keynote speaker for the event. So, no doubt, uh, Zelano said that she's I not. I hope there'd be more people here, but uh, clearly, it's not the case. Uh, Zelano said she's not sure why Logan Square has so many chickens being abandoned or lost, but thinks Magnus's theory that young and people. now we
4: move on to the issue of Logan Square, where there are so many of these majestic birds <laughs> left
1: homeless on the streets, selling their bodies for. Well, chicken. Yeah. Uh, but they think that the uh, people dumping the bird is possible. Thinks Isn't that weird?
4: Normal. Isn't that wild that in, you're having an urban chicken problem? In Kauai,
1: there are chickens everywhere. Hawaiian chickens. Everywhere, all over the place. They they were introduced a while back and uh, they Hawaii, have, this is chicken. Chicken Hawaii. They are they are protected and they have no natural predators.
3: Oh, okay.
1: I see that. And they're all. Over the place. No
3: natural, like, raccoons, foxes? Volcanoes? Nothing. Volcanoes?
1: Yep, nothing at all. And wow. so so I, I posted a video last week of me sitting out on our, our deck, and you just hear the roosters. They're, they were constantly just, uh, and the stereotypical,
0: <laughs> is hilarious.
1: <laughs> uh, but they're just roaming around freely everywhere. You can't There's get away nothing. from them. Nope. Just, you just can't get away from them. Yep. <laughs> it sounds like heaven. <laughs> it sounds like paradise on earth. <laughs> All right, and then uh, one more story. It's stunning to animal rights activists and others that it is perfectly legal in Wyoming. We were just talking about coyotes. It is perfectly legal in Wyoming to chase coyotes down on snowmobiles until they're exhausted and defenseless, then run over them several times. Is it, it, is it legal to strap hand grenades to their necks and pull the pin? It would be. They call it yote whacking. That seems kind of um, brutal. Uh, it's uh, more eye-opening still that these people who consider this activity a sport scoop up the lifeless uh, coyotes by their tails and then finish them off with a celebratory whoop, whoop, whoop. Well, I don't approve, and they <laughs> sound
4: like they're from <laughs> Shelbyville. They do. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what,
1: what, what, what? <laughs> Uh, Wyoming lawmakers had a chance late last month to abolish the practice <laughs> That's that is animal cruelty that has been called brutal and inhumane, but left it uh, let it pass without so much as a reading of the representative's bill or scheduling a debate. I'd like to propose to the coyotes that they move to Hawaii. Yes, the Jackson Hole wildlife activist Lisa Robertson isn't planning to give up on uh, the coyotes or on persuading lawmakers to see yote whacking yote Yot-whack. as.
5: Yot-whack. Uh,
1: As barbaric and unconscionable, and then vote accordingly to make it a felonious act. Robertson's not alone in her condemnation of the sport. Nearly 275,000 people have signed a petition on change.org asking elected officials to criminalize coyote whacking in Wyoming and neighboring Montana, where it also takes place. That's the same place where they do chainsaw parrot hunting. I did not know of yote whacking before this story. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We'll take a break. We'll get back in a second. And uh, you know what? We should, uh, let's do the secret text word winner. Kathy, Uh, give me a number caller, please. Seven. Uh, Caller number seven to 215-263-WMMR. You get a shot at it. You got to know the secret text word in order to win. We'll come back and get a winner.
5: Lesson question, trash music news on the way. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app.
4: Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com.
5: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Uh, We're going to see if we can get somebody who has the secret text word. Uh, Kathy called out number seven, so we're going to go to Jim, who is caller number seven. Hi, Jim. Good morning, sir.
5: Good morning, Crumbums. Hey, (laughs)
1: Crumbum. Do me a favor and tell me what our secret text word is today. Frank Rizzo. Rizzo. Now, Jim, I got it, Casey. Hang on. You may say Frank Rizzo, but this is a uh, this is a prize. It's four tickets to see Grease with the orchestra at the man. So we mean this Rizzo. There
0: are worse things uh-huh. I could do. And
1: that's what the Rizzo meant as our they secret text word.
0: Uh,
1: we are also going to give the tickets to um, John Schmid. Of uh, Philadelphia, uh, those tickets as well. Can you imagine if Frank, Frank Rizzo played was, Rizzo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a bun in the oven. Yes. Uh, so you can experience... I'm a
4: pink lady, a crumb
1: bum. Uh, this is going to be August 15th. I'll you, teach us how to get, get your boyfriend hot for you. Uh, you experience the unforgettable rock and roll film that uh, defined generations. Uh, live with the orchestra for the first time. Summer, love, and never sounded better. You better shape up. <laughs> Uh, Frank Rizzo. All right, we're going to do the lesson question. And, man, do we have a plethora of questions that we could ask today or a lot of things. And we're going to give away a pair of tickets to the Philly Burger Brawl Sunday, September 15th. So the question yeah, I think the question I got to go with is we heard that um novelist uh, Tony Morrison passed away. Yeah. Uh, but which comic book character did she create according to our show? Yeah. 215263wmmr which comic book character did Tony Morrison create? Not really. 215-263-WMMR call. We're going to do the trash while we're waiting for your answer.
3: The
0: trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash.
1: Brought to you by Drexel University. Gain confidence in the online classroom at Drexel University's test drive from August 19th through the 23rd. And you will experience what it's like to study online at Drexel. Sign up today at Drexel.edu slash test drive. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, model Bella Hadid and Grammy award-winning
4: singer The Weeknd have split after a four-year on-again, off-again relationship. Apparently, Hadid grew tired of mysteriously losing personal assistance only to find out that everybody's working for The Weeknd. Oh, I get it. You get it? Yeah. Liam, Neese, yeah. uh, Liam Hemsworth excuse me, is denying rumors that he had his, uh, that he had his wife, Miley Cyrus, Yes, he's married to Miley Cyrus, committed to a psych ward to save their marriage. Liam says that while Miley can be a handful, he just loves the way she purrs when she starts eating the bath mat.
3: <laughs> oh, my
4: God. And finally, ABC uh, Entertainment President Carrie Burke teasing yet another addition to the Bachelor franchise on Monday. Burke says the goal will be to really turn up the heat on the new series, which will be called Bachelor Direct. Just put it in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow
1: your Hollywood shirt. All (laughs) righty. See if we can get an answer to the lesson question. Which comic book character did Toni Morrison create? Not really. 215-263-WMMR is a number. And I will go to Mike, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey,
5: good morning.
1: Hey, uh, so which comic book character did uh, Toni Morrison create? Was was that Ziggy? (laughs) No, No. not even close. (laughs) That was... Just right there. Yeah. Oh, it's right. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities between the two characters. I guess. Right. Yeah. Let me go. Let me go next to Brian. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Good morning. Morning. How are you? Good, Brian. So, which comic book character did Tony Morrison create? That's Juggernaut. Juggernaut. The Ziggy of the Marvel Universe. Yes. Uh, Hang on, Brian. We're going to get you information, and you get to go to the Philly Burger Brawl 2019 Sunday, September 15th. In a new location, it's the Navy Yard. You can taste unlimited samples of burgers from the top restaurants in the city. Proceeds go to the Fund for the School District of Philadelphia, a nonprofit supporting school literacy through technology. Tickets are on sale now at phillyburgerbrawl.com. More information is available at wmmr.com.
0: Cheeseburger all right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah!
1: Yeah! Yeah! Brought to you by Dunkin'. Fuel your day with a freshly brewed iced coffee from Dunkin'. Dunkin' iced coffee is made just for you any way you like it. Stop by Dunkin' today. America runs on Dunkin'. God's Met singer Sully Erna will serve as a professionally licensed corner man on Friday the 16th, when two-time National PAL Amateur Champion David Tubbs makes his professional debut against uh, Ranieri Souza in a four-round light heavyweight fight. This is going to be like his Mickey. At uh, Nashua Community College in Nashua, uh, New Hampshire. Uh, Erna, who regularly boxes as part of his uh, fitness routines uh, while he's at home and on the road, will be in Tubbs's corner along with trainer Joseph Haas Janik. Uh, Erna said, anyone who knows me knows what a passion I have for boxing. I'm extremely honored to have been asked to work this corner with Haas. He's the real deal, and so is David Tubbs. Wait till you see him fight. Cut me. Uh, Cut
4: me. Ow!
1: Uh, the evening of professional boxing sponsored by Boston Boxing Promotions, including eight matches at a raffle, uh, will benefit the Scars Foundation, a charity established by Erna to raise awareness of mental health issues and provide resources and tools to educate and empower people to deal with addiction, abuse, depression, and more. So uh, this is a sort of a, a light exhibition match, right? Um. Oh, I'm not sure. It says the amateur champion. Well, oh, I, I don't know. It's, Who it's, knows? It's a it's a four round light heavyweight fight. So, okay. all right. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Godsmack will appear next at the Bethlehem Music Fest uh, this Friday. So they'll be playing them. The widow of late Stone Temple Pilots frontman Scott Weiland will not be able to collect the money that she has claimed her husband owed her before he passed away in December of 2015. Jamie Watchtell wyland filed a claim against Scott's estate more than three years ago saying that she was owed $64,000. Uh, Jamie said that uh, she and Scott signed a prenuptial agreement for their wedding in 2013 in which it was stipulated that Scott would put $2,000 into a separate account each month that they were married. With a provision that the amount would increase by 7% annually, Jamie claims Scott only made two deposits before his death. Uh, But according to court documents obtained by the Blast, Jamie's creditors' claim against the estate has now been denied. Scott's second wife, Mary Forsberg, who is also the head of the estate, had previously argued that Jamie did not file the paperwork properly and her claim had since lapsed. Uh, So she's not getting any of it. Uh, Jack White and Jack Black... Made headlines earlier this summer when they hung out at a Tenacious D show. And now the two Jacks have reportedly recorded a song together for release on White's label, Third Man Records. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Black confirmed the news during a Tenacious D show in Nashville last weekend telling the crowd, Jack White we went over to his house today and recorded a brand new song. There's no word yet on when the song will surface. A woman who scared a cougar away from herself and her dog during a hike by blasting Metallica music got a congratulatory phone call from James Hetfield himself. Uh, the video of Dee Gallant aiming the 1991 song Don't Tread on Me at the Predator went viral and found his way to Hetfield who not only chatted with Gallant on the phone but sent her a selfie to prove that it was in fact him. This is a pretty wild story in her upcoming memoir, Blondie's Debbie Harry. Yeah. Talks about some of the darker and more terrifying incidents in her life. The Sun published excerpts from the upcoming autobiography titled Face It, set for release on October 1st. And in one of the stories, she recalled being raped uh, while living on a ma- on Manhattan's Lower East Side. Know, she had an encounter with Ted Bundy. She, she was writes, raped. She writes about that, too. Uh, this is in the mid-70s, according to uh, Harry, an intruder, Broke into her and her then-lover, blondie guitarist Chris Stein's apartment, and tied the couple up. Uh, She went on to reveal, then he poked around, searching for anything worth anything. He piled up the guitars and Chris's camera, and then he untied my hands and told me to take off my pants. She said, he effed me, and then he said, go clean yourself. And she said, though, she wrapped it up with this, the stolen guitars hurt me more.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: so she's a pretty, pretty strong woman, yeah. Debbie Harry. So, yeah, and then she had that encounter with Ted Bundy where he may have been trying to abduct her. I'm Crazy. Quite a survivor. One last story. The new documentary, David Bowie, Finding Fame, will debut on Showtime Friday, August night. So this Friday, 9 p.m., the film delves into the rock icon's formative years that preceded his global superstardom. According to the official announcement, David Bowie's death in January 2016 felt like a major milestone. He was one of the most influential musical artists of his generation. But Bowie, before the creation of Ziggy Stardust, the alter ego that made him famous remains largely unknown. And this film follows five years of his early career from the late 1960s through the onstage death of Ziggy Stardust in 73. It shows how many of the ideas that originated during these early years and features never seen before uh, archive interviews with some of Bowie's earliest earliest collaborators. So I'm interested to see that. Uh, There was a
4: documentary uh, years ago about uh, Bowie. Uh, Fascinating. Just a really uh, intriguing guy. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this.
1: Yep. And uh, there you go. That's what I have for you, Music News this morning. We're going to take one more quick break. We'll come back in a second. Get ready to wrap the whole thing up, and we'll do that with the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and I'll tell you about all that stuff when we return. Stay with us
0: best burger in all of Philadelphia. Taste for yourself at this year's Burger Brawl in a brand new spot. Round one. Mike. Join 93.3 WMMR at the Navy Yard Sunday, September 15th and enjoy unlimited bites of burgers from the city's top restaurants. Proceeds benefit the fund for the School District of Philadelphia, a nonprofit supporting school literacy programs through technology. Tickets on sale now. Get complete details and all the ingredients for a great day at WMMR.com, Burger, Burger Brawl 2019. 2019, let's go a few rounds. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Preston Z Radio program, full day today, yet again. I'm right ready
1: to wrap stuff up and make the way for Mr. Pierre Robert, we will be in here shortly. Quickly, I would like to say thank you uh, to our guest, Mr. Will Power, who is here this morning. yeah great guy great name great guy great race car driver is in you know Indy 500 champion he won in 2018 he's going to be uh, racing at Pocono coming up on August 18th for the ABC Supply 500 and uh you know now an American citizen he he was uh, he's from Australia had no idea about the deadly cassowary <laughs>
4: Newly afraid of the Cassowary.
1: We so apparently
4: we him. frightened him, Yes, uh, made him afraid <laughs> of Australia.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> but he's a very, very nice guy. A lot of fun and a hell of a driver, man. So it was cool to have him in here this morning. Uh, let me see. What else do I need to do? I need to mention a couple of things. Belly flop uh, rescheduled. It's a week from tomorrow. So we're getting in that zone where you... Need to make your plans to come and join us for that. It is 100% free of charge if you're 21 years or older. We're headed to Valley Forge Casino Resort, the uh, poolside Valley Beach Club. Yeah. And uh, doors open at 5, and come on out, grab a drink, get yourself ready, get you a good spot, and then... uh We'll see what happens. We'll see how this goes. Men and women. I'm just as excited. Obviously, it was sad that we had to postpone it from its its original
4: day, but I'm glad we did because it would have been a disaster. It was a downpour. And not
1: only that, you know, knock on wood that we don't have a rain issue, but we have... (laughs) We, it always happens when we do it in July. We get really oppressive hot days that were out there. And I, I think those, for the most part, the really nasty ones are kind of past. Please, so please let
0: that be the case. We'll see. We'll see. All
1: right. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. So I'm going to ask Casey Boyd to do that for us. You ready, my yes, man? Sir.
0: Preston and Steve on 93.3
1: WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by the letter. A, as in Al Bundy. All right. And we have a Metro by T-Mobile, four pack of four. Packs uh, to give away, and that's a four pack of general admission tickets to the Philadelphia Zoo, Adventure Aquarium, Clementon Park, and Splash World, and the Santana Concert on August 24th at BB&T Pavilion. Planet Earth is calling Recycle Your Old Phones, so we will give that away on Friday, which will be here before you know it. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston Show brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International, also brought to you by Course Photography. Uh, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve show. Wilmington University, experience the Wilm U difference by visiting wilmu.edu and Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness black card, and you can use any of over 1,700 locations nationwide anytime you want. Uh, Pierre's coming in next. Uh, ask him about the Tool Song. We played it earlier this morning, uh, Fear Inoculum. I don't know if we'll have a chance to play it or not. It is 10 minutes and 16 seconds long. <laughs> Uh, But we did have that, so maybe you will have that coming up in a little bit. I know tomorrow we will have in our studio, we're going to have Bo Duke. Yeah. John Schneider will be in our studio. Has John been in studio with us before? We've talked to him on the phone. No, we had Tom Wolpat. We had Tom Wolpat in in the studio, but we have talked to John before. This time in person, that's going to be pretty cool. And it's going to be very cool. He was also and the dad on uh, Smallville. We'll also talk to uh, Jerry O'Connor, o- O'Connell as well. So we have a few things going tomorrow. We hope you'll join us for that. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve Love You, Thank you. Line. Just because you have your blinker on does not mean you can come over. There's no room for you, and you squeeze your bitch ass
5: in there. That doesn't change the fact you're still a f- even if you f***ing Next message. I just wanted to lend a huge congratulations and a
3: huge I love you to my best friend Sam on completing college and earning her bachelor's degree this past Saturday. It is well earned.
7: Next message.
3: I don't know who I hate more, the Diamondbacks or myself for sitting here watching this m-